All right, before we start the podcast, we got to do the synchronized clap, as always. All right, three, two, one. Whoa! <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> that was outrageous. It's always been like me and Mike. Welcome back to the GT Reboot Podcast for the special 2016 Game of the Year episode. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Pierce, joined by my other co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Joey DeClara. Joey, how are you? I'm here, Mike. I, I survived. We are here. We made it to this point, so it's all good. How are you? Jesus, that was inspiring. All right. Ready. Well, I'm yeah, ready for that's... anything, baby. Oh, okay. That, there's a little more enthusiasm. There I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. So, joining us tonight for this special episode marking the game of the year, we've got a whole bunch of editors from Gaming Trend. And uh, first and foremost is the savior of Middle Earth and leader of the free world, our editor-in-chief, Mr. Ron Burke. Ron, how you doing? Hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But, uh, I'm good. Like he wasn't sure for the past... 30 years of his life, and now he's like, oh, that's me. I'm Ron Burke. He thinks I'm 30. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) And uh, we're also joined by two former co-hosts of the show, the first of which is Mr. Eric Van Allen. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Did you call Ron a hobbit in that last section? You said he was the savior of Middle Earth. (laughs) I, I sort of suggested it, but I didn't outright say it, so you'll have to forgive me. Or he's just got a good ring finger. You know, you never know. He just has a great ring finger. Yeah. I can take mundane quests and throw things into other things. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well said. An established human. He's got it. And uh, the other former co-host is Mr. Kenneth Shepard. How you doing, Kenneth? I'm okay. Previous co-host and actual Hobbit. So. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Cool. And we also have Christian DeCoster. Kristen, how how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Okay. Uh, Yeah. That's it? That's all you got? Present and alive. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. Tell me what your favorite game of the year is. Uh, Favorite game of the year. Uh, Titanfall 2. That that one. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, our resident vampire, Mr. Josh Devlin, hailing out of Florida. Um, Actually, I'd like to request um, what, what Lord of the Rings character am I? No, you a vampire. Can, no, uh, no Legolas. Like how about, how about Legolas? Skype picture though, so oh, it's, it's yes. decided. Yeah, that works. Yeah, Legolas the vampire. Yeah, Legolas the vampire. Right, exactly. The dude who snowboards down staircases on metal shields. How did you get a copy of my my fan fiction, man? Where'd you find it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say. And uh, next we've got Mr. Zach Faber. Zach, how are you? Hey, man, I'm fantastic, man. Yeah. You got yeah. some cotton balls in your mouth, or are you right there? No, no, that's just how I talk. No, dude, that's his voice. <laughs> Lay the fuck off, man. Damn. Jesus. Rude. We gotta I knew that. Come on. <laughs> Damn. All right, All right. Last Well, it's been a great show, guys. Thank you for coming yeah, out. Okay, yeah, appreciate right. that's it. it. Good night. I've pissed everybody off now. I'm going to sign off. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we are joined by Matt Welsh. Hey, Matt. Hi. So does that leave me with Gimli as the last choice? Yes. I don't know. Gimli with a sucking chest wound, maybe? Sure. 
That sounds like me. <laughs> this is rough. Mike's <laughs> making references to like the Skype pictures, and no one's going to have any reference to him. So everyone's just going to be like, all right, Gusling just a suck wound to his chest for some reason. We got it. Someone's got an open wound and they're yeah, on a podcast right now. Gusling sucks. Priorities. All right. So as I mentioned before, this is the game of the year episode where we get together and debate, uh, insult each other and try to find a consensus on what the game of the year is divided up into a whole bunch of different categories. And uh, the way that worked basically was we got a whole bunch of editors together and we asked them for these particular categories, which I will list off in a minute, um, what their nominations are. They were allowed to pick three to five nominations. They were supposed to keep to that. And you could omit for a category if you didn't have one in particular. Like I didn't, uh, for example, fill out quite a few of them because I just didn't play games in that category or I couldn't decide. So... Um, and then we all voted on it, and now we're going to try not to rip each other's throats out while we settle on a consensus. It's going to be no a good promises. show. We're, we're, definitely, we're definitely a good group of guys. It's all guys, so sort of sort of weird, but other than that, we're, we're all, I think we're a good group of people. This is the second guys. time you've mentioned all guys, Joe. I mean, I'm just, I, I was surprised, you know. I thought we had, uh, I th- the way it started, I thought we had, like, more of an evened out, uh, genitalia ratio, and then as the, as the months went on, it just Speak for yourself, I think, man. I think that sound that I heard was the whole damn thing falling off the train tracks. Right? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All of the ways yeah. you could have said it in genitalia ratio. Was <laughs> genitalia ratio. I mean, what else is it? You heard about that in math class? Yeah. Ratio? I mean, ratio. Some class. I don't know if it was math class. We normally went with apples class. and oranges. You know, the the examples they gave you. I went with something different. So. All right. So gentlemen before this devolves into well i don't know i don't know what the hell it's devolving into yeah you're right it already has (laughs) too late uh so the first category is single player game of the year so i'm just going to read off all the games there's a whole bunch we've got 20 20 of them actually and coming in first is uncharted 4 that got three votes titanfall 2 got two votes homeworld deserts of crack that was just me i believe Deserts of uh, Crack? Yes, Crack. Crack. Okay. Alright. I'm not sure. I think that's how you pronounce it. I, that's how I've been saying it this whole time. We'll just go with Crack. I would one. say Karak. I say Karak. Karak, sure. Deserts of Crack is, like, awesome. I don't know. Totally different game. Phoenix. You're selling me now. Alright, alright. Nominations. XCOM 2 got two votes. Total War Warhammer. Uh, Ace Attorney. Spirit of Justice. Doom got three votes. Fury, Oxenfree, Pony Island, Inside. Uh, ooh, Uncharted Four got listed twice, so we yes. will Three say times. that. Count as double winner. Gears, <laughs> Gears of War Four, uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Watch Dogs Two, Witcher Three, Blood and Wine, which is a DLC for The Witcher Three, The Witness, Dishonored Two got two votes, The Last Guardian, and Pokemon Sun and Moon. So, Joe, since you're my co-host, you want to start it off? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, just looking at like the nominated, uh, anything that got more than one vote, uh, I guess is an interesting way to start. Uh, again, this was a very lax, uh, well, it was a very loose format that we had, you know, every, and like you said, Mike, anyone was allowed to vote for as many games as they want. It, within like three to five votes, we tried to keep it for any each category, uh, and people could opt out of categories. So... 
Uh, but we were hoping for that kind of overlap. And what we're seeing here is uh, Uncharted 3 and, uh, sorry, excuse me, Uncharted 4, different game. And uh, let's see. And then I think Doom was the one that got the most. So it was Uncharted 4 and Doom got three votes each. And I mean, that I think, as far as single player goes this year, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, just as far as how good uh, those two games are. Um, I would definitely, my vote personally was Uncharted 4. I don't know how many other people here voted for that game. Uh, so that would yeah, you do. It's called math. I, I would say there's. Well, no, how many? Two, Sorry, I don't know which of you. Excuse me, sure. misspoke. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> yeah. So the number three, it's questionable depending on how you. No, so three of us. I'm not sure how which three of us. I forget. Uh, we have the votes here somewhere, but uh, I was definitely a huge fan of that. That would probably be my single player game of the year, besides probably The Witness. Uh, you'll hear me make reference to The Witness a lot, so I'll probably just try and keep abated. Uh, but that, Uncharted 4, and Doom were probably like my top three single-player games. Uh, and I, I think of the two that are got the most nominations, which don't have any bearing on our decision, like we said, Uncharted 4 and Doom are excellent choices. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. They're not incredibly original, except in their own right, uh, as, as franchises that evolved and as uh, genres that evolved in ways, but uh, there are some really original games here. Uh, some newish types games, uh, like, you know, Oxenfree and Pony Island and uh, The Witness. Uh, and The Last Guardian Ways is uh, unique. So there's a lot of cool games here, and I'm, I like our list. We do, however, have to get down to, I assume, uh, 10 for the site, and then either a top game, single-player game of the year, and then or a top three. So... Uh, I'd open this discussion up to the rest of the crew. What do you guys think of our, our list so far? Um, I'd like to start with the stabby stab and take off Homeworld Deserts of Karak. Uh -huh. <laughs> crack, actually? Crack? Well, if it's crack, I want to keep it. But Yeah, there you go. Karak, <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, well, let's vote for desert. No, I'm kidding. We'll take it off, sure. Right. Well, you know, I mean, Mike, you're the one who voted for it, right? Do you have any defense for Deserts of Karak? Uh, well, I just thought it was an awesome single-player experience. It was a great uh, prequel to the Homeworld series, which is a big... It hasn't been around for a long time, but it was a really famous strategy series um, quite a long time ago. And um, I, I think strategy games oftentimes, at least for me, fail to really engage um, the, the player as far as a, a single player narrative that well, because you're so focused on gameplay and uh, you know, the core strategy behind everything. And Homeworld was quite an outlier for me in that respect. It was actually a really interesting story and I was uh, pretty engaged in it. So that's why that's why I put it there. But since either nobody else played it or nobody else thought the same way I did, I'm willing to uh, say get rid of it. Given that I, I reviewed it, uh, I can back you up on that. I think uh, I think it's it's a true prequel. I, they could have really screwed this up, but uh, Blackbird Interactive managed to pull all this off, and uh, the story is really compelling. I dug it quite a bit. So I don't have complicate an, things, Ron. I have an interesting <laughs> proposition here to help speed up the proceedings a little bit. What games on this list, because if we need to get it down to a 10, you know, if we go through every game just saying, like, this is good, this is bad, uh, 
I think all the games with multiple nominations on here have at least earned a spot on the list. What games on here that have only been nominated by one person do people feel really strongly should stay on this list? Well, I'll I'll just uh, take you up on that just from the start. I, I like to think of like how I interpret the list as to what it is. Uh, these are all lists of the games that we loved for this year, right? But when we start to condense it to 10 or whatever, it's... It's for the readers, right? So that's my interpretation of lists that we publish. So I think, like, what is our recommendation? What, what 10 games here would we recommend uh, most highly? And we think most people, I guess most people would, would uh, find rad. So I, I guess uh, that's how I would start whittling things off. Uh, I would personally be like, The Witness is great, I, and, and I would leave it on. The Last Guardian, the, I'm just looking at my own personal votes. The Last Guardian, I would easily take off this list. Um, I agree. By, I, I, by I love that token, Last Guardian, but it is a chore to get through, so that's something I could easily let go of. By that token, RTS is not for everyone, and Desert Zakarak is difficult. So unless you are an RTS junkie, like apparently Mike and I, uh, then it's not for you. So I, I'd feel comfortable taking it off for that. Me too. How do you feel like it's still on the list? <laughs> that's how we established this. All right. <laughs> Who feels strongly for Total War Warhammer? Me. Good old Mike playing them RTS. Come on, man. Oh, man. You guys are just terrible. No, no, it's fine. Fine. Good. No, so good. I'm just trying to find the ones that are. I'm poking holes in people. No, no, no so... I got it. Yeah, but for, this, for the same reasons that Ron just stated, I'm happy to do away with Total War Warhammer. Yeah, it's uh, another one that's kind of hardcore. Is I have anyone a cut... here Pony Island fan? Oh. Have, have oh. you played I mean... Pony Island? I've played I, Pony Island. Yeah, yeah Zach. I, I recently. Yeah. Played... Zach ranted about, uh, not ranted, excuse me, Zach gushed over uh, Pony Island when we went to PSX together, and I played it recently, and I'm on board and will fight to the death for Pony Island. Uh, anything? Uh, we'll see how the list goes, but I mean, Zach, please feel free to gush over Pony oh. Island. It's I was just surprised. One of the most original feeling. things I've seen in years. It, it is amazing. It is very good. I, I really liked it. I also like it for any short. Uh, I keep. I'll keep going back to my thing of you know recommendation list. Uh, I, that's all my, only my interpretation. That may not be all your interpretation. So let's do this but, a different but, way. But let's let's look at these. Let's look at these. What are the ones that have the least amount of votes? Final Fantasy fifteen needs any, to go. Yeah, anything with these. Yeah, anything that has one uh, that doesn't okay. have a number indicated. That's one vote. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. I think the easiest way to do this is just ditch everything that doesn't have more than one vote. Well, I mean, we can keep... Here's the thing. We're going to have a top ten, and then we get to a one winner, or if we can't reach a consensus, top three. So we can keep some of them that don't that don't have more than one vote. Uh, like, I would argue for some of them. So, But uh, Pony Island, yeah, I would totally argue for. Uh, I would say... Yeah, I would definitely say Homeworld right now, if you guys think it's a little bit of a deep cut and it's a little daunting for players who haven't done. Yeah. And then um, Final Fantasy XV uh, hold on there. reviewed now, hold and on said, there. and he suggests that we take it off the list. Hold on there. Bef now, I, I'm a 15 advocate, and I can see it leaving this list, but I think there's there's other blood to be spilled first. I agree. And it's, Where is it at, its name Its name is Gears of War 4. Ooh. Okay. You didn't like Gears 4? Oh. I think that this is not the category to highlight Gears of War 4 in. I think right. that its single player is serviceable Boy. and it does its job, but it is very much a Gears of War 4 campaign 
And like when I was personally nominating for this category, I thought about games that went above and beyond quote unquote the Call of Duty. Um, because plenty of games went above and beyond Call of Duty this year, but <laughs> but so, so what you're saying is it's it's grrr, acceptable. It's it's Gears of War, and I think that that is good, but that by itself is not going to get it a spot on this list. And it's better to highlight that in other categories. All right, yeah. To, to build off I'm, that, I also I'm in with that. Four is like a little overly difficult at times, especially if you're playing on harder difficulties. Yes, to the point where it's like frustratingly so. So I'm I'm okay taking that out. Kill it. Right. Kill it with fire. To jump quick to right. uh, Ace Attorney, uh, I think uh, by my list, uh, the person who uh, voted for that, for this list, uh, is not present. So Travis now Knight. we get... Okay, yeah, it was Travis. <laughs> so, uh, do we... Uh, he's gone. That, nah, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. You, you un, unhighlight that, that game. Good so who, stay yeah, highlight I was gonna, until well, you yeah, stay highlight I was going to ask who would, uh, who would step up to defend Ace Attorney. I... So. Travis and I share a bond that is deeper than blood, which is we both play Phoenix Wright. Okay. And Spirit of Justice might be one of the best in the series. Now, this game goes above and beyond. It does so well. All the things I just said about Gears of War 4 that I didn't like, which were that it was repetitive, it was more of the same, Ace Attorney puts a twist on it. It brings story back into the mix. It creates a franchise for it to jump off of. The first like trilogy is what people know Phoenix Wright for. Spirit of Justice is them establishing a new trilogy. And I think it's incredibly well done. I don't think it's the winner in this category, but I don't think it's one of the ones that needs to sure. go right now. Okay. Uh, let's go back quick, if I could, to Dis- The Last Guardian. Are there any advocates or apologists, depending on how you take it, for The Last Guardian? I think The Last Guardian is really special when it does things right, but I think it is absolutely, like, bordering on unplayable at some points. Yeah, God. I agree. I, I was more forgiving than you, Kenneth. I actually loved uh, The Last Guardian, but I but everything you said in your review and you said on the show is, like, 100% accurate. Like, I just, I guess I, for some reason, uh, by probably for my faults, uh, get, got past them after, like, three hours, which is ridiculous anyway. So I definitely think, yeah, that's uh, that's certainly an acceptable omission. Uh, looking at this, there are a lot of games I haven't played. Uh, I played a lot of Watch Dogs 2, played, uh, did not play The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. I hear a lot of great things about that. Didn't play Pokemon or Fury. So why don't we talk about one of those, if anyone's up for it. So uh, I, I reviewed Pokemon, and I actually loved it a lot. But mm-hmm. I look at a lot of the games that are on this list, and I just don't see it beating those out. Pokemon's okay. the best Pokemon there's been in 15 years. Right, I've heard. It's hard to compare it to a lot of these great titles that are already on our list. Honestly, though, I would think I think it's worth sticking around. I don't think it's a, an easy cut because I think it, for in the best ways that it can, without like stepping on the competitive scene, I think it does a lot to change up Pokemon. I think it does a lot to make the uh, since it's not gym leaders, it's like that whole Pokemon journey. I think it does a lot to make it interesting and stand out over the things that have been out since like you know since the nineties. Um, I yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a, a, one of the things that we should cut immediately. I think it should stick around for now. This is this is where I get a little weird about, like, we're weighing games up against each other. Like, I'm looking at The Witcher 3, 
Blood and Wine. It is a DLC, and I hate that that excludes it. A lot of people exclude it from topics just by its format. But then thinking of Pokemon Sun and Moon, which has revitalized the series after 15 years, as my, Matt said, and then The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine is uh, a DLC thing that comes from a game that just released last year. Yeah, is but you say DLC. It's as long as any other game, if not longer, on this list. Just yeah, as can, DLC. You can put it up right. against like other games, both in like length and quality. So... I'm ready to let Final Fantasy 15 go now. Oh. <laughs> he's, let it, he's let it fester. Who, who else it I just wanted it to live a little bit longer. I concur. Yeah. I okay. agree. Final Fantasy, right, in my mind, on. we don't have to discuss the length, but my, in my mind, Final Fantasy 15 releasing this year is like a fault. Like, I, I thought they, they still have to patch it, and it's like a patchy game, regardless of what it does well. You know, like it was just silly that it released this year, and it's literally Number just because they the had to. Says Eric. Did we? Did we agree on Pokemon Sun and Moon yet? By the way, did we? I we feel like we got no. off, got away from that. Yeah, yeah. Let's I feel finish like we that. Were divided on that. We were divided. Okay, yes. now let's move on. So, um, Joseph, since you are a big Witness fanatic, why don't you try to convince us why we should keep the Witness? Around? Okay. Well, the Witness. Oh man, I knew I was gonna. I didn't want to have to do it so early. Uh, the Witness. <laughs> I played it early, so it's hard for me to. Uh, speak authoritatively, but I, I shall try. Uh, the Witness does in video games what, like, it under Jonathan Blow showed that he truly understands what's great about a video game in The Witness uh, without really having any serious um, story that I can at least um, detect because it's just so obscure and weird, or it's just there isn't any central story. Uh, it is just pure puzzle gameplay and creates a uh, a vocabulary and a, and a series of systems that expands into the world. That is just the main thing that sells me on this game, how well-crafted it is and then how that those systems expand into the world and how he uses spaces and how he uses like actual architecture in the world. It does something that I can't imagine any other game has done, except for games I haven't heard. Like, I heard Myst does things like that, and then he spoke about some other game, like Wizard something, that inspired him. But it is a spectacular masterpiece uh, by any, any okay. stretch of the magic. So that's my defense it's, of so The Witness, that I just love The Witness. I couldn't say anything more. Uh, is anybody witness. else? It's something having... I would recommend to any gamer, even if they aren't into puzzles. That's my only uh, argument. Is, there. is anybody else having a witness gasm at the moment? I'm a I feel like I went on a journey. I, I, love, <laughs> I love that game, but um, I think, like other games on this specific list, there are going to be other categories that we can better highlight it in. Like, there is another category that, sure. spoilers, I think it will win. So, yeah. In that in that sense, I think as, as probably the second biggest witness fan here, behind, like behind Joe, I'd be okay with letting the witness go to keep other games on this list. Mm. Joe and yeah, everybody no, else, I, what I do have, you guys think? Like I, yeah, like I said, I have um, no defense to that. I will just resent you all forever, and I can live with that. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only, like I said, the only thing I think of is like, would I recommend it? I would. If no one else feels that way, then yeah, it should go. Absolutely. It's gone. So we are on uh, how many here? Three, four, five. We're at eleven six, or twelve seven. right now. So we got three more omissions to make before we have a top ten list. I think. Oh no no no! Option sorry. Three, right. we, yeah. uh, oh boy. Hold on. Oh boy. We're having it out then. 
Okay. Why? I agree. Oxen. Oxenfree is a better Telltale game than Telltale games can make. Right. Like, it does conversations better than any adventure game I've seen. It responds to your choices better than most Telltale games do. And it has a sense of cohesion to the narrative and to the actions that are going on than most other games on this list. It nails atmosphere, it nails tone, and you know, when you talk a lot about like the kind of games that would normally like fall into this genre, like Telltale, like Firewatch, you, you kind of get like this idea of, oh, it's going to be this like plodding along from point A to point B, occasionally doing an objective at some points. Oxenfree masks those things very, very well. And it does in its short time span, like so much with the genre and your expectations. So I think it needs to stay on this list. Yeah, I, I totally agree with your I will agree with that. Eric. Yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. But yeah. what if you want to punch all the characters in the face? Zero of that in Oxenfree. Like Terrible. Voices. A horrible offense. Um, hmm. Okay, and I would so, say that XCOM 2 is not for you because I wanted to punch all my soldiers in the face after they missed every <laughs> freaking 95% shot that I took. Oh, math we is fuzzy two in advocates. XCOM. We yes, have two it certainly advocates is. For XCOM, Did you use uh, genitalia uh, ratios? All right. <laughs> oh, all right. We got a whole night together, guys. We can wow. let that one go. All right, Ron, I'm guessing that you and me are the only two XCOM 2 fans. Am I right? Yes, you are yeah. correct, sir. Are, are, you, are you happy to part ways with it? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> looking at the amount of hours I've spent on XCOM 2, there's no way that it's not in my top 10 list. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, I okay. think XCOM 2 stays on. Okay. Okay. Um, from so... what I'm looking at, I still see... Watch Dogs 2, I certainly, while I enjoyed Watch Dogs 2, uh, I'm pretty sure, I think that was Ron who put that on there. Uh, correct. Yeah, I think Ron. you can get a nomination. Maybe it doesn't win. Right. Uh, you know, I, if it makes it into, you know, our our list to be called, I think I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I right. Also, Fury I'm looking at. I don't know Fury well. I've only seen it. So, who wants to step up and talk about Fury? Not I me. Think. That might have been. I, a tra- I know other people have played it. I think Eric's yeah. played it, but I think that was a Travis yeah. nomination as well. I know he loves yeah. that game. Present. I really, really like Fury, and Travis loves Fury. Yeah. And it sounds like it might be coming down to either Fury or Oxenfree making yeah. this list. Never. Yeah. Never Oxenfree. Can Can we refer to any future nominations by Travis, who's not here, as Travis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a travesty. Um, <laughs> I mean, Travis and I have some a lot of uh, similar interests, and I, I'll probably end up defending his games again. But I mean, a lot the of these categories, I swear, them. like I I know how much Travis loves Fury, and I've never even spoke to him because he sent out his nominations, and every character is like Fury, 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 Fury soundtrack, Fury type player, everything was Fury. So he loves it because obviously. because it will be represented well in other categories. I will part ways with Oxen Free to let Fury out of the list. Do we have any other Oxenfree fans? I think um, I'm. I'd say I'm an Oxenfree fan. I think you just got vetoed there, Eric. So I think Fury's okay. going. All right. Well, I did. Fury. I did my job, Travis. Fury's gone. I, I held up your all nomination. Right. So now, what about Inside? We haven't talked about Inside at all. Oh, Inside's so good. Yeah, I'm surprised it doesn't have so, two votes so on good. the list. Yeah. Yeah, Inside's, Inside's insanely good. good so uh, it may be one of those games that nobody got to play. Oh, Which is insane. It's three hours. I, I curse you, Mike, for not playing this game. Spent 
all year of the podcast, uh, our entire time on the podcast, telling you to play it, never play. I love that it sounds like there's at least three or four other people in here that haven't played it, and somehow you're pissed at me. Well, it's because you, I've told the the rest of these fools. You know, it's their own loss. I just for that, closer than other. Just for that, Joe, it's gone. No, 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 no. You unhighlight that thing. Okay, I won't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would give up multiple games on this list to keep insight on this yeah, list. I would say Okay. What can what can we eliminate? Who's who's willing who's willing to come across the aisle and join join hands with me and say cut. So I here's the thing. I've I would almost come forward and say Dishonored 2. Dishonored 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. And Dishonored 2 did plenty of things that I love about Dishonored 1. And I I uh raved about it in my review, but it uh, is definitely a lot of Dishonored one, with a lot less. Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely a reiteration more than it is an innovation on the series, uh, which I was looking for, because it wasn't the same creators. Not all the same creators. They're all working on Prey, so I have my feelings. But I would hate to see that go before Watch Dogs, man. I got I gotta hear from Ron like why my one of these games like Oxenfree or Dishonored should go before Watch Dogs because so I'm, I'm feeling I'll it. defend Watch Dogs in that it shipped in a much better state than Dishonored Two did. Dishonored Two was largely broken on the PC and kind of a frame rate mess on consoles on launch. But it had quick save, which is a godsend. <laughs> Thank you. Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs also did not have multiplayer for weeks, so I got yeah. you there. I, I got to agree with that. That is true. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I stand stubborn, I guess. I don't know about, about Dishonored. I would say that's my vote to keep Dishonored before Pokemon. Well, Pokemon I don't know anything about. Witcher I don't know anything about. Uh, right now I'm being stubborn on Oxenfree, I guess Pony Island, and Dishonored. Uh, those are the ones that I'm standing behind, and if I have to let one go, it might be Dishonored. Uh, but, again... Who's the other Dishonored the apologist here? That's me, for sure. Oh no. Well, but the there's two one. votes. There are two votes. I'm guessing the other was Travis, so if you're willing to... <laughs> it's always Travis. Uh, it's Christian! Christian! Really? Speak up, man! You have it oh, right here! Oh, I am... I'm surprised. I... <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Right I'm know surprised I voted for this thing. You have I voted. Pokemon, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I should stop drinking and voting. I'm like, this is the wake up call. <laughs> Obviously, you feel really passionate about this game. I did Christian. like Dishonored too, but I will say I would uh, let that go before Oxenfree, Pony Island, or any of those. Because while I, I really enjoyed the uh, gameplay, there were just um, a lot of problems with the frame rate, uh, and there were a few levels that I just could not get into like the clockwork mansion despite the fact that the, it hate showed up in a mansion yeah, yeah i i hated that level yeah i i it was going back to so, it i learned that there was more to explore about it but the way it's presented to you is just awful in my opinion yeah so i, I think agree. dishonored 2 goes all right i will i will be replaying the game and revisiting this time uh point in time and i'll be making judgments on all of you for the wonderful dishonored all right at a later date so uh, how about <laughs> the witcher 3 blood and wine uh well, we I don't need to cut anymore we're down to 10 now aren't we we're down to 10 i think one two three four five six seven are we trying to eight, get nine, our 10 we're at 10 now yeah we're at 10 so yeah we do can, we do well, top we can... three or just top one uh well right now what stands at the well, just by the nominations, which, again, you know, someone could have drunkenly thrown in 
Uncharted, and that's why it has three votes, apparently. So uh, that <laughs> we that doesn't have any bearing necessarily on the vote. Uh, but right now where it stands, Uncharted 4, Titanfall 2, XCOM 2, Doom, uh, those four games, excuse me, are what have gotten overlapping votes. And that sounds pretty accurate as far as uh, single player goes. I thought Titanfall 2's single player was overrated. Good, but overrated. I know. Uh, I so, haven't, played on, haven't played XCOM 2, Doom and Uncharted, I think, are fantastic and deserve... So let's let's take a second look at Doom, though. So Doom, not unlike Gears of War 4, while it's uh, it's amazing to even have this conversation about a Doom first-person, or uh, a Doom uh, single-player title, right? And that's kind of unprecedented, or at least for the last decade or so. Mm. But I think it's the same thing, right? So it had a very good, decent storyline... But it was—it's not gonna, you know, knock your socks off. It didn't have any major oh. twists. Or, you know, I don't know. Look, right, right. The so twists or like story, sure. It doesn't. This knock is not socks a off. But when you say category. knock socks off, when you say knock socks off, that's literally what the, the Doom does in my mind. That happened you know, to that me fucking, three times. Yeah, your socks fell <laughs> right off. Yeah, I will preemptively yeah. remove my socks, my socks before off. playing Doom. Yeah, man. But I, I do socks. see if it, if you ask what my vote is, uh, just outright, I would say Uncharted. Uh, on this list i think it just absolutely is the best game on this list in my own humble opinion uh despite it being you know the fourth in a series and adopting a lot from the series and also having its own flaws and uh like slow points uh it is easily in my opinion my favorite game of this list so uh besides Dishonored, which is gone so i'll <laughs> definitely uh, not not I bitter would vote for at all, that for sure. <laughs> I think I think Uncharted is probably the most complete of all of them up there. I mean, I felt like it had, uh, you know, enough humor to to keep you entertained, and even the, the slow spots were usually because you suck at puzzles. Um, you know, I thought it was a really great adventure, and it was a great way to tie things off. Even the epilogue, uh, the epilogue at the end, was great. I just I just dug it from from start to finish. Yeah, which I is funny. I think I even put it in my list. I think we're we're I don't know if we're we should maybe try and get this down to three and then pick a winner. That might actually yeah. make this easier because we know we can start locking stuff. Like I think we're all in agreement that we can lock Uncharted Four in at least the top three. Agreed. I, uh, right. If okay, if you say so, I, it's hard for me. But I, th- do, yeah, I think Uncharted please, please and do. Doom are both locks for the top three. And if you don't yeah. believe in Doom, I will teach you the ways of Doom. But <laughs> and th- and then we've got a list, a, a larger list here that we literally just need to pick one more, and we can start making those hard cuts, like, you know, maybe Pokemon. Well, if we have Moon a top, Matt, I mean, if, here, I, look, if we're, I, I, I think if we're picking a top one and we're just willing it down to three, I think it. Uh, does anyone have any that like must be in a top three that should be considered for the number one besides Uncharted and Doom? I think it's between really Inside and Titanfall for me. Sorry, yeah, I'd, say I, I'm I, I'd say Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall would be my runner-up for this category. I agree. I don't have a third dog in this race, so I'd be okay with that. I like Inside a lot, but I think Inside suffers from a lot of the same issues that like Limbo did, where it's it's very short, it's very catered, and while it's very good for those things, it also like suffers because it is very much like a one-and-done situation i have no desire to go back and play uh inside again and while i'll probably talk about it at some point it's it's not something yeah. worth revisiting yeah. like these other three are 
we will, right. we will talk for sure. But I, I understand that. Uh, it's uh, that's insane, insane to me. But I will absolutely. <clears throat> it looks like Uncharted and Doom are up there. And if we have a majority on uh, Titanfall, Titanfall, then I think that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, we can have it. We can leave it at the top three. Uh, does anything speak here to anyone as this is number one? Doom. And, uh, Uncharted 4. Uncharted. I would say Uncharted. Does anyone, is anyone ap- appalled by that? Is anyone offended? No. I, I personally Doom. don't like Uncharted, but I'm, I understand its importance and won't argue it. Okay. Y'all are crazy. Doom. So, Doom and Uncharted... <laughs> I just spent an entire category talking about why having a campaign that is original and feels original is important, and Uncharted is more Uncharted. I mean, I <sighs> totally agree, but I think it just... The thing is, it just shows so much... The ga- ah, excuse me. The game innovates on itself with something very elegant, and that's maturity, and that's also... Uh, well, maturity is the, the biggest part. Other things are like just... the severe graphical fidelity of it you know just how and there's just like a wider variety in the moment to moment than any other before it's very except for when okay yeah give me give me like gameplay reasons because i'm tired of hearing the justifications for uncharted be either narrative or graphical i need like gameplay reasons hold the phone yo so what do we got we got uncharted four right in the top three and did we say doom yeah, and Titanfall yeah. in the top three. That's right. Yep. Right? Okay. So, yeah, we were just discussing a number one. Uh, we have a top three if we can't reach a consensus, but uh, I, if you want gameplay ex- examples, I'm sure Kenneth will say more because he reviewed it, but I mean, I would say just everything in general, like like Kenneth said just now, it, it the, the variety show that is Uncharted is what keeps the pace going and what makes it great is that it's, you know, one moment you're uh, not doing a puzzles Like, there are puzzles, and they're a lot better than the other Uncharted puzzles. I didn't never really liked the, uh, like, tedious carrying stuff uh, from previous games. Uh, this, this one, I like the puzzles a little more. Um, they all feel kind of fluent with the narrative, but again, back to gameplay, the climbing is way better. It's probably the best climbing in any third person game that I can think of. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> unless unless there's like a climbing simulator. Like I don't Do we have that category? Out. Climbing game of the year? Yeah, climbing oh. simulator of the year for me. Uh, but right. I would say that the shooting is uh, some of the best third person shooting I played this year. Uh, I don't love uh, The Division. I know that's a popular one, so I'd say that's probably a good one. Uh, it feels great. The AI is far more intelligent than before. Uh, the not overwhelming stealth mechanics are a cool addition the spaces are excellently designed for gameplay i i'll I'll go on forever you know i think gameplay wise it it stands above well at least at par with the rest so that's my seven cents on it so can and can anybody else get behind uncharted 4 being the single player official game of the year Uh, i'll I'll get behind that I feel like the general consensus here is that it is. I just wanted to push somebody to give me a reason why, rather than just let it win de facto. No, it's no okay. of course. There's, I mean, Eric, Sounds like you. that Doom is our fantastic. number one. Talk about it all day. Doom is fucking amazing. Yeah, man. Okay. Absolutely. God, I love so, Doom. 
Now that we've decided that Uncharted 4 is the official game of the year for our single-player category, uh, I'm just going to do a quick side note. Joe, you can edit this out. We'll move on to our next category, and that is uh, Narrative Game of the Year. Who wants to get started? Uncharted 4. Cut... Okay, that, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I think Moving we need to on, cut yeah. Titanfall 2, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can cut it yeah. there. It was it's... fun, but yeah. Yeah, it's, and not, it, it, it's not yeah. a narrative. Right. It's barely yeah, yeah. narrative. <laughs> it, it's got some nice new characters and BT and things like that, but it, like, I can't tell you one thing that actually happened that revolved around the plot. Okay, Titanfall. I think it had gone. good. Oh. I think it had good dialogue, but I <laughs> yeah. don't think the narrative overall was anything to write home about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cut Quantum Break. Yeah, you didn't like you didn't like Quantum Break. Man, Quantum Break was a great TV show. I don't know about yeah. the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It really wasn't. I wasn't a fan of the TV. I don't know about you. I yeah, was, the TV I show it, part was but... probably the worst part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are killing me. Uh, so it sounds like Ron the is the only Quantum Break apologist. Yep. Seems like. Okay, sorry, That's Ron. Fine. All good. I would right. say um, uh, uh, I'm looking at Pony Island. I love Pony Island. We'll defend it to the death for most things. Uh, as far as actual writing goes, like narrative, it was. It was really just the fourth wall breaking and the and the uh, feeling of real immersion because it's a computer you're working with like that and it's stylistic choices and and uh, it's mystique those types of things were what spoke to me about Pony Island amongst other things I don't think uh, looking at these other games that where their uh, narrative structure and storytelling mechanics and all these things uh, really really were strong and Pony Island I don't know if that uh, holds up to the rest. Uh, who is the advocate for Pony Island here? Uh, that was sure that, the one that, that was me actually. It. Oh, was it? Yeah, two people talking. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry about that. I I pulled up my uh, my list of nominations in case I forget them again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I put Pony Island down for narrative, and my reasoning behind it is because it's a narrative that only works as a video game. Like the uh, the possessed arcade game, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell it in different medium, but I think it works the way it does because it's a video game. Okay. But uh, compared to, like, say, Firewatch or um, stuff like that, I I could understand cutting it. I uh, well, you you make a fair argument. I'm not gonna lie, you you sway me a little. So we'll we'll come back to maybe we'll come back to Pony Island. In, in what will be a recurring thing that I say throughout this podcast, we can cut Phoenix Wright. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Is everybody right. else cool with that? Do we have any other yeah. people who well, want to defend Phoenix Wright? Uh, no objection. No objection. Okay. I'm gonna What's go rapid fire shooting gallery on you. I put Batman in. Take it off. It's okay. very hit and miss. That was um, what I was gonna ask. Uh, about, but okay. Okay. Whole moral yeah. deserts of Croc. That's not gonna win any category <laughs> ever. Take it off. Oh, <laughs> God the damn, last Josh. Guardian. See, this is why I called uh, you a vampire earlier. Hold on, last cold-blooded hold motherfucker. On. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Mike, make your argument if you have one, for sure. No, it's all it's all good. I mean, <laughs> so I, I, I love it, and I already, I'm just going to say the same thing I said before. I think it's an absolutely brilliant game. I think it's, for me, it's one of the best strategy games I've ever I've ever played, like, all around. Agreed. But, um, but I get that the last guardian really moved some people firewatch blew people away uncharted four blew people away like i get that that home just not going to stand up to some of those other 
you know, blockbusters for other people. So I'm happy to part ways ways with it. Speaking okay, so we, of, well, we hold on. We got nine, I think, now. One, two, three. No, four, we can not kick off left, Guardian. Six, seven. We have eight. nine. We have, we have nine, so we, 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 we pushed it a little hard. Uh, well, I mean, we're cutting it down to three. Yeah, right? we're going to three. Yeah. Right, well, we, we can have a top ten, right? Or we're, we're going to have a top three and X day everything else. I, I think that I think top three, three is fine. Yeah, top three. ten oh, is All right, all right. Well, we got – I mean, that's a lot. Okay. So that's a yeah. lot of time we got to put in then. All um, right, so who so wants to go to bat for Watch Dogs 2? I was just, yeah. Who's, sell me on the I, I think we can cut it. It's, it has okay. a lot more personality in the first game, and I like the characters, but it's still not top tier compared to some of these games on this list. Yeah. I love Oxen Free. Cut Oxen Free. There are other ones on here that I would rather fight for. So, Christian, you just said something about Oxen Free. Uh, I said I'd go to bat for Oxen Free. Um, I think. You know, as soon as I finished Oxenfree, I was a little disappointed, but it, it kind of took me a little bit to think about it more. And it's more, I, I really like the way the narrative flows with the dialogue and how it focuses more on kind of, you know, dealing with grief. So that's what I like about Oxenfree. I think if we're doing like narrative as well, uh, I don't think Inside fits on this list. Because, I mean, what is the narrative yeah, of Inside? Yeah, I totally agree. It I think it's more experiential and thematic than actually having yeah, a narrative. A real yeah. true narrative, yeah. Okay, eliminated that one. So, um, sounds like we're going to come back to Pony Island and Oxy Free or oxen free here oxy free that's the cleaner for your clothes oh, oh, that's oh, a, <laughs> no oxy free is actually the sequel to homeworld deserts of crack is anyone batting for mafia 3 because i like the story in mafia 3 but i felt like the actual like beat to beat was rough and it was just like some big moments in the game the gameplay was repetitive i'll agree yeah. with that, um, that, that i think it, narrative wise i thought it was yeah. great and I like the way it was told, kind of told, uh, you yeah. know, kind of behind the music style. Uh, but you're right, you know, as you say, beat to beat. I think the, uh, I think the gameplay got real repetitive really quick. I hate to pull this card too, but Blood and Wine uh, is a DLC, and so it kind of needs a little bit extra to stand on. And I'd, I'd also just rather feature like other games in this besides Blood and Wine, as good as Blood and I'll Wine. Let is. Blood and Wine go as long as we have a real serious conversation about it in the DLC section. Oh, oh we will, okay. we will. Yeah, no, yeah I, I think that's a for sure. Okay, Witcher Three Blood and Wine has been has been cold for now. Uh, did we agree that Mafia Three is is going the way of the dodo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Compared okay. to the other. I think it's not it's as not even. A top three. Yeah. All right. So Kenneth, sell us on the Last Guardian. Well, it's kind of difficult to like sum it up as a narrative because like there's no words, there's no uh, like. There are words. There's written. Words, I mean, there's like, so, like there's happens. like narration, but there's not so much In a like world with no words. Good yeah. Work. Um, but like it's about these two people that you like they they can't really speak to each other, but over time they just grow to like really um oh and it, just for. Okay, are we full spoilers here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this I category so, yeah. is full-out spoilers. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, you watch these two characters grow to need each other and, um, like, to, to, like, both to escape and just to survive in some points. Um, and, you know, they go through these, like, like they both ne- come to near death at, that, at the end of the game. And by the end, like, you've seen them grow to need each other, but they realize at the end that the only way that they're both going to survive is if is, is if they 
um, leave each other. And they end up in this po- point where it's like, I, I found it heartbreaking in that sense where like you see, again, like you're nurturing this relationship um, to the entire game, but they both realize at the end that the only way that they can keep each other safe is to leave. Um, for those that don't know, like at the end, Trico, the griffin bird dog, whatever you want to call him, um, he gets the boy back to his uh, back to his village where he's like deathly ill and needs to be treated immediately. And um, the villagers all perceive him as like a threat because he's this big fucking monster. That one, you also find out at one point in the game, kidnapped him in the first place. Um, and as he's about to like be attacked by all these villagers, he's already weak from the fight that happened just before. Um, you as the the boy, you give him one last command to leave. Um, and then he leaves, and then they're gone for, like, they, they don't see each other again for, like, decades. And then the game ends with, uh, you, you find this mirror that you've been using that can basically, like, signal him in one way or another. Um, yeah, I, I, and, would, uh, I would second Kenneth's uh, nomination for that specifically. Like, I just, uh, I, I'm sorry, I know you could go on forever, and I, I feel like I want to let you. But, like, just, it, it's <laughs> definitely the, even though there's not as much written word, there's just, uh, scant narration like every now and then it comes in uh very often comes in just as like tutorial or like as a hint and a nudge yep. in the direction that's normally what it comes up as in like the latter half of the game uh so writing isn't there isn't a lot of that but it's not like inside where there's no strict narrative you, there are these two characters that you, they are developing a relationship and you watch that and you help cultivate it uh throughout this entire game and it's strong. And by that last time, you know, you commanding Trico to leave is part of, is a game mechanic. Like you, you've know how known how to do it, how to give Trico commands because it's an actual game input mechanic. And it's so powerful that you have to that one last time give him a command. And it's powerful because of the characters that uh, this game has conveyed to you. And it's it's very very strong. And I would definitely defend uh, Last Guardian as well. That's regard even though there is no strong writing necessarily uh, which okay. is what narrative normally is about so i would so, I agree with that so yeah uh so i'm gonna leave firewatch and uncharted 4 for now because those got three votes each um so let's revisit oxen free and pony island can we eliminate either of those uh pony yes island, i mean joe yeah, <laughs> yeah joe joe you were kind of that was your thing and then you were kind of almost willing to give it up earlier so i mean i don't Pony know if it's t- yeah this is the thing well someone's uh it was i think christian yeah yeah christian kind of sold me on it i don't know <laughs> now i'm thinking about it it's like well video game narrative is it can be very different and pox pony island does that and now pox he's kind of sold free. me pox and free pony island <laughs> actually does that Poxy free. i don't know firewatch i have a i have a weird uh issue with firewatch because I loved Fire. I started replaying Firewatch recently and re-fell in love with it because the ending throws me off. I don't know if anyone else has played. I mean, yes, everyone else has played it, but I don't know if everyone has played it. Um, but the ending is just, it falls flat and it's very yep. awkward the way it's I done. And I, I love I, everything I like else about it, though. Yeah, I like the, gonna... I like the thought behind the ending, Ken. Like, like, I, like that. For... I like the delusions of grandeur and playing with that. And playing it again, I like seeing that develop like their paranoia get carried away with them and seeing that it's not there, you know, that there is no grand uh, conspiracy and they're part of some crazy, whatever. Uh, 
and I like watching that. But at the same time, just the way it was told to me, it fell flat for me. Uh, I didn't understand that it was this um, pow moment like, oh, like we've been imagining it the whole time. I didn't even understand it until after I had left uh, What's-His-Name's house, the guy who went crazy and was, you know, Are we, are, all the... I'm sorry, I had to, I had to, my headphones unplugged for a second, so I missed like the start of this. We're talking Firewatch, uh, correct? Yes, Firewatch. So yes, yeah, I don't, I, for me, the first time in, uh, it, it kind of confused me, and I think that's a narrative flaw. So that would be my thought. I voted for it, but every now and then I go back and forth. So that's my thing on it, specifically. Let me tell you about Firewatch. Everybody say, oh Jesus, <laughs> here we go. Firewatch is not about the damn conspiracy, and the people who are disappointed by that are missing the forest for the trees. Firewatch is a game that is about a character who is trying to escape from real-world pro- like problems by going out into the woods and trying to escape those things. Like The escape into nature is a theme that gets used all the time in other media, and we don't see it often enough in games and the entire thing like people forget that like they always talk about like oh how good those first like five minutes of firewatch is and that you like establish this really like emotional connection to henry and then it kind of just like oh it disappears no it's there the whole time it's the guilt that you feel when you talk to delilah it's the it's that longing that you have where henry has been taking care of his wife for so long but has let go of so many things that has kept him going in that relationship and then when it dissipates like that when you find out that it wasn't this grand conspiracy you realize that that's all this summer has been that it has been this fleeting fancy that was a nice escape but now you have to go back to real life now you have to leave and that's like punctuated even harder by the fact that that game just cuts to black after that that there isn't extra after that there isn't a happy little epilogue it's no, you have to go back to real life now. The game's I, over. I totally appreciate that, and I love that about Firewatch and replaying. I see all that. Uh, I I still think though, I will contend that it is just not. Uh, it's it's not portrayed in the right, not in the right way. There's no right way, and it's not portrayed in a way that spoke to me, especially because that relationship uh, that you're creating and that. Um, between yourself and Henry and then between Henry and Delilah and you're watching, uh, that kind of almost takes a side seat the way the story is told because of how intense this paranoia becomes. That kind of comes to the forefront really hard. And then it, it kind of gets – once you kind of sober up and you realize it was all not a real thing, that moment where you're supposed to – realize I, I've just been alone in this and like I now feel alone again because I'm like I've just been feeling guilty this entire summer and that's really all that's ever happened it it's hard to believe that because it the game pushed so hard to get you to believe that something was going down so it just it didn't work for me in the same did, way did the game you. push you to believe that or did you the game want to believe it. that I, that something I, was I'll, bigger yeah, going yeah, on sure totally agree uh, I would argue that the game pushed it, uh, but I'll agree to disagree. Um, that's my thing on Firewatch. So I will defend it okay. as a top three contender in this. I don't think it gets eliminated here. I think it makes okay. the top three. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm with Eric. Um, I I do feel <laughs> like I wished the story went to certain places, and I think it was my own feelings. You know, like it wasn't the game that pushed me to want it to go to these certain places that it didn't go. It was me that wanted 
you know, wanted those things to happen. Um, so I can see where Eric's coming from. Um, I liked the um, defense for The Last Guardian. I see Uncharted, Firewatch, and The Last Guardian as the top three, and Oxenfree as Pony Island and Pony Island as the two we drop. That's exactly where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Well, I, I fought long and hard, but yeah, I, I can see that. I guess I, Christian, uh, you sold me on Pony Island, man. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, if that's the, if we have to, if it has to be three, then sure, that's yeah, uh, I can yeah. see that for sure. So we're agreeing that Oxenfree and Pony Island are going. Oof. Yes, begrudgingly, but yes, okay. Yes, indeed. All right. All right. Can we decide on a top, like a top top, a number Uncharted one, Uncharted four, or Uncharted? <laughs> I think it's Uncharted or Last Guardian. I don't think it's Firewatch. I. Freaking uh, love Firewatch. I've made my case for it, and that's yeah. the one I vote for forever, but I might get outvoted here. My vote's for Uncharted 4. Uh, yeah, I agree I would. That. I would so vote Last Uncharted. Guardian. I don't know. I, I'll, uh, I'll push. I would push for Last Guardian, you guys. But if it's Uncharted 4, it's Uncharted 4. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know, man. All right. So it sounds like it's just barely Uncharted 4. Yeah. We me. could just agree yeah. to stick stick to the top three. Uh, it seems pretty. People spread like out. the winners. We we can try and get a winner. Let's Gah. try and get a winner. Yeah, there. so I don't I don't think that we can always let it post. We can always reconsider. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm telling myself that more than I you. Moving on. All right, guys. So let's move on to the next category, which is best cast of the year. So Uncharted Four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm ready for that all night. This is really totally easy, guys. I don't know why we're... Hey, hold hey. on. We've got, we've got Overwatch 4, which got 4 Running votes. gag. Mafia uh, 3, The Witcher 3, Blood and Wine, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice, Uncharted 4, Josh, Final Fantasy 15, Oxenfree got 2 votes, and then Dishonored 2. So here... Well, I, I propose we eliminate The Witcher 3 because, as we discussed before, it's a DLC, so the... Um, I don't know. I feel that's so like I'm tired of the like the format of it being sold because it's attached to a game that came out last year, I guess. But because it's an expansion, it's it's hard to sell me on it. I've never played Blood and Wine, so I don't know. I have no reason to defend. You're missing out. It's 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 not that. It's that the cast is like it has some nice new characters and stuff, but they're mostly contained to just that. Okay. Experience and again, like I think there are other categories that highlight okay. Blood and Wine's strengths better. That's okay. where uh, I was. That's where I was going to go with it. Cool. Running. Well, gag. if you look at the votes, we already have a top three just based off of the number of votes. Right. right. Again, like right. it's it could be like Uncharted Four could have been someone's bottom of five that they voted for. You know, not that anyone uh, voted uh, numerically. Like they we they didn't give it their own. Uh, rating system uh, I don't think anyone did but like just in their mind they could have just been like and I'll throw Uncharted in there because I have an extra vote uh, extra nomination so the numbers technically won't have too much bearing but I mean it is an indicator for sure and okay, yes. so, Uncharted um, as far as cast that's a pretty good uh, so thing as far as I'm concerned I am going to guess and someone can check me on this that Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice was a travesty <laughs> Uh, Ace Attorney Spirits of Justice actually has an incredible cast, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the crowd and say that I think if we solely went with what got the most votes in this as a top three, it's a solid 
yeah. overall nomination list. So Agreed. I also love Final Fantasy XV's boy band, and I want them to take selfies and live forever and just be the holy people yeah. that they are. But well, at uh, least one no. of those didn't work out. So we put in Dishonored too. I actually that was me. Who? Um, Which one? Christian or Matt? Yes. I couldn't see. Uh, Christian. That's Christian. Yeah. Christian, I think you're high. I think that's crazy. <laughs> I I love Dishonored. Dishonored is like uh, my child. Like I love it that much. But like Dishonored too. I I don't know. You got you'd have to sell me on it. Like I know you. I, no one's arguing to keep it. But it's I just just surprised to see that honestly. Yep. You know I I like Dishonored 2's cast because I liked the cast of villains and um, mm-hmm. I like how they made everyone that you have to assassinate so hateable. Yeah, the targets were great. Like yeah. job that job. that yeah. that was what I liked about it. Uh, I would not go to bat for it over Overwatch, though. Okay, it sounds like oh, sure. if you're the, if you're the one who nominated it, then that means it's gone for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounded like as long as it's Christian, then I mean we're just throwing it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, okay, so then Mafia Three is the only one remaining that got only a single vote. Who was that? That was me. Yeah, but again, looking at the the preponderance of the ones that are left, I think that uh, it can get culled. I would okay. love I would love this as a top three. I mean, I don't know. I, I I thought the system was like if you can't reach a consensus, you decide on a top three. But I mean, these are just such great casts, and I I, I think it's totally fine. I'll know how you guys feel about that system. Uh, if you guys want to do a top I, number, one I have cast. to ask the voters of Overwatch: Are they taking into consideration like? the content outside of the game like the shorts and things like that uh, yeah i, I was gonna that ask counts. that too you know, I, I, I within actually, a game it's just like little you know phrases little quips like yeah, little vignette that, yeah yeah you know it's you if, you've, if you've consumed all the external <laughs> media it's hard to just Mm-mm. erase that from your mind you know and it's i think it's such a great system what that they that they've let it live in comics and wikias which i just love reading wikis because i'm such a fucking loser so that's Nerd. like a great Nerd. part of it it's such, yeah all right all right if so that's looking... a great part of it and the shorts are just fantastic and then yeah. seeing those come to life in the little instances before match starts and they're talking to each other that's like so cool like that because it seems like fan service for something that didn't even exist a year ago so that's i don't know to me that's that's super cool and that is definitely why it's on there for me. Uh, it's also just a great cast of characters as far as gameplay wise. Like it's yes. everyone feels yeah. great and fun to play as. And, you know, if you're really in it and you're noticing the buffs and, uh, and nerfs, then maybe you hate more characters less or more. But I mean, I, if you play casually and you jump in every now and then, it's like everyone's fun to play as. So that speaks a lot to me uh, as far as Overwatch goes. Yeah. Uh, let me say as someone who, Sorry, as someone who who got into the Overwatch game late, I played not really knowing what I was getting into and could instantly name every single one of the 20 plus characters within like two or three hours just because they all have such a high level of personality that you begin Mm. to learn their strengths and their weaknesses and their personality types and which characters you like and which ones you don't. And these characters grow on you so quickly that even without that external media, you grow to love them and hate them. You know, okay, so, so, so recognizable. It sounds like Overwatch is not going to be parted with. Um, what about Oxenfree? Are we are we still clinging to dear life? Uh, I, I think Oxenfree does not down. match up against either of the two games. Yeah, yeah. Top three. I gotta go with Kenneth on that one. Yeah, me too. 
Did you say and top curse three? You all, curse you all to yeah, the grave. It's, it's in the top three. Like... That's it's in the top yeah. three already. Like that's that's, yeah, that's fine. I think okay. it's okay. Let's recognize it, but it doesn't win. Let's just leave. it. Wait. Oh, okay. So it, it we're we're sticking with top three. Is that what I heard? Well, yeah. We can still get We can still pick a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I am an Uncharted advocate, and to Matt's point, I can also name all of the characters in Uncharted Four, but I will say that Overwatch did the same thing for me. I got into the game late, played it only a few hours, and was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" Like, even like the little tutorial with Tracer, I was like, "This chick is so spunky. She's awesome. Like, I want to be friends with her." Like, so yeah, oh, I would, I could see Overwatch winning this. Yeah. So okay, Josh. Let me let me let me press you on that, Josh. If you're an Uncharted advocate and a delayed Overwatch advocate, which one would you pick? Could you pick? If if for moving to the next category, I could say we could go to Overwatch. I'd be willing to let Overwatch win this category and Uncharted be number two. That's cool with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say like even as you know one of the other Uncharted advocates here, I think like. As much as I think that you know the, the cast of Uncharted is, you know, one of the one of the great cast probably in games at all, of, you know, There's, ever. This will lead I, to uh, our uh, our editor in chief, of course. But uh, there, there's no reason why we may not, I, or he may not consider uh, creating a system where nominees are listed, you know, and are acknowledged. In, yeah, I fully intend to. Yeah, so yeah, they'll, you know, they'll be I I love seeing these three. And even the rest of them with them, uh, especially these three on the list. So, and Overwatch for me is just the one that sticks out as a cast. You know, that's where Overwatch's strength comes from. So, and as I, I was, think it's fine. As I was saying, I feel like a lot of that also there. It's not so much a cast of Uncharted Four; it's a cast of the Uncharted series, where Overwatch is this sort of like this core of a overarching world that Blizzard is in the process of. Uh, sort of creating at this point. And I think... Yeah, I, I, it's not that I think that over, Uncharted is, like, past its point of recognition, but I also... I just don't think it... It does the same things that Overwatch has done, where it has become this sort of ubiquitous thing across the industry. Like, I don't play Overwatch at all, but I know who all those characters are. Um, yeah, right. And I'm, to, to some extent, invested in some of them, just because, like, I've seen funny pictures of them on Twitter, and I have the kind of somewhat of an understanding of who these people are, even though I never played the game. Yeah. Um, see, I, I think... I don't necessarily think that Overwatch is better than Uncharted, but I think Overwatch... This is the year to recognize Overwatch over Uncharted for this particular category. Yeah. yeah. Works for me. Okay. Overwatch. Sounds like Uncharted is the winner. Yep. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm confused, too. Which, are we doing a top three, or is Overwatch it? No, Overwatch, yeah, Overwatch, uh, Overwatch, Overwatch wins with Overwatch Uncharted wins. and Oxenfree as the runners-up. Yeah, I'm just shaking your chain. Okay, that's all right. That's how I am. There was so much going on there, I got a little confused. Now we're good. All right, uh, Joe, you want to take the next category? Uh, okay, so is this... Uh, oh, you want me to just list off? Are we... Okay, all right, so we're going to have to edit this. Uh, I thought... Uh, Mike, I thought we talked before, like, is action... We're doing honorable mention, I think. Yes, I forgot right. to highlight it properly. Right, and narrative and action, we weren't even going to Yeah, they're mention. gone. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. So I'll just. Uh, it's action and character. Right. Uh, okay. Let me see. I'm sorry, guys. I'm making a note of the uh, time here. 
on 12. Okay. Edit. Okay. So, uh, just so the listeners know, obviously, as the uh, list gets uh, conditioned uh, through our podcast, there are a lot of other categories that we're not discussing on the podcast, um, and you'll see all of them on the site, but uh, we do want to make some honorable mentions to some of the categories that we're not quite, uh, we don't have quite have time to uh, hash out and discuss a winner of or a top three of. Uh, one of those categories is Action Game of the Year. Uh, action game of the year will always be represented in my mind as a, a failing of uh, creating a category uh, for our list. Because what I wanted action to be was not a genre, just a generic thing. Uh, but that is obviously what was. Uh, that's how it's portrayed because it's a genre title. Uh, what I really wanted from this was a. Uh, what was just? It doesn't have to be a action. An action game by definition and whatever vague definition that maybe each of us has i just wanted to find out of all of us what did we think was the game that delivered the greatest like excitement and the greatest push um oh, uh, let the me answers, overwatch, yeah so so <laughs> overwatch possibly i wanted to exclude uh shooters because we have a whole list of shooters because 2016 was the shooter uh the year of shooters uh, so if that was it, it would be Overwatch or <clears throat> Doom. So what we do have here, however, is a list of nominees that I'll just go through. Uh, they are Watch Dogs, Attack on Titan, Dishonored 2, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Thumper, which is correct, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, uh, Hitman, Far Cry Primer, Far Cry, excuse me, Primal, Dishonored 2 is listed again, that's good, Super Hot, Overwatch, <laughs> and Fury. And... Uh, of those, Watch Dogs 2 got two nominations, and Dishonored 2 got uh, apparently three nominations here. Uh, so those were something we wanted to make note of. Uh, the next category we're going to discuss now are character. So character of the year. Uh, male, female, bird dog, whatever type of character. Uh, there are new characters. There are old characters coming back. Uh, we voted on a lot of them. And uh, the nominees are BT uh, from Titanfall 2. Trico from The Last Guardian, Frank West in Dead Rising 4, Lincoln Clay in Mafia 3, Regis in The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine, Alex in Oxenfree, Nathan Drake in Uncharted 4, Junkrat in Overwatch. By the way, who yeah. said that? Who suggested Junkrat? That was me. It was stupid. That's Ten a good pick. That's a good pick. Highlight it Excellent. now. Well done. Yeah, well, well, well top one's three. getting highlighted right now. That's a good pick. Number one. No, 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 no. Incorrect. Okay, so Rafe Adler in Uncharted 4, Delilah in Firewatch, Marcus Holloway in Watch Dogs 2, Harvey Dent in Batman, a Telltale series. And of those, Delilah from Firewatch got two nominations, Frank West, Dead Rising 4 got two, Trico got two, and BT got five overlapping nominations. I'm not BT sure there's really a lot to talk about. BT I mean, best I don't know. That's crazy to me. BT's okay. a very good boy. He does very good robot things, and he's just great all around. Yes. Not I'm sure. I have yeah. to make BT number one. Just like yeah. I think that's an easy yeah. category. No, well, look, okay. Like, if uh, you guys want to go that way, that's fine. But again, remember, like these nominations, these are just cross... Put like, Frank Cross-person nominations. It's a, it's a loose Travis twice. system. <laughs> 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 I mean, Junkrat is. I have to say, as, as editor in chief, I think declaring that anything that Travis says is a travesty is my best decision in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So if um, we're not going to settle on BT, then if we're just doing the cuts right now, I think Frank West goes, and I Harvey think Dent Harvey Dent. Oh. Yeah, Harvey Dent definitely Dent. goes. Darren, he was my favorite part of the uh, entire thing. I think that, Harvey Dent. Yeah, uh, I I would I just liked the um, because I'm a big Batman fan, and uh, generally like Two Faces sort of descent into villain is like just a one and done thing. And I feel like the game, it would have been to the game's benefit if it just focused exclusively on that. Wait, so, Harvey Dent is Two-Faced? Ah, oh, spoilers, come on! Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, the oh, problem I have with it is that the game kind of subverts itself in that telltale way of, like, no matter what you do, Harvey Dent will be Two-Faced. There is no way to really redeem him or stop him. Like, even if you, like, prevent the thing that turns him into, like, the physical Two-Faced, he still becomes, like, the broken psyche Two-Faced yeah, villain. That's the thing. Oh, it's yeah. like it is the worst. Like one of the, I'm sorry, sorry. It's just like one of the worst examples of Telltale having an illusion of choice. Okay, True. so Christian, did you by chance vote for BT as well? I I did vote for BT as well, and I definitely. Can you pick stayed. between the two? Uh, BT definitely. BT. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so if you're the only defender of Harvey Dent, then Harvey Dent goes. I'm just gonna say because if you if you unless you absolutely can't pick between the two. Oh no, it's BT all the way. Okay, so I, I just Har- wanted to say that bit about okay. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent goes. Uh, so can can we just make BT number one? Can everybody get behind that? I don't get behind that. I, I do. I, I, yeah, I don't. I played Titanfall, and I, I think, you know, I found him to be a very conventional robot. Uh, takes things literally, you know, the he, same shtick throughout the game. And he's then a catch you do connect machine. him, but like there were stronger character connections in this year. Uh, particularly for me personally, uh, Delilah in Firewatch, uh, Trico in Last Guardian, and then I—it's hard to just keep giving Uncharted uh, rec- uh, awards. But I mean, Nathan Drake. This is like this is the culmination of Nathan Drake in this, and mm-hmm. and in Char- Uncharted. It's just Nathan was, Drake being Nathan excellent. Drake. It's not who the that hell big is Alex change. But it's it's not about who character. is the best new character. It's about like who is. The character that stands out in your mind this year, and uh, it's still BT. BT. Yeah, I that's insane. I think you guys got severely outvoted. I think we that's, need to actually have like. So hold on, hold on. Can we can we slim this down? Yeah, can we not jump to the end? More. Yeah, Lincoln Clay and can go. Um, I think his story is interesting. Like coming from someone who played Mafia Three and enjoyed this story, but I think Lincoln Clay as a character is overly one note past like the 30 minute mark and doesn't really come back around until the end of the story i am Um, on your side eric regis uh i didn't play blood and wine but is that one that somebody wants to defend on here over the other ones these are all not over the other ones uh alex and although that actually wasn't my vote oh surprisingly Alex, alex alex might have been my vote or i don't know if anyone else voted I, I, I don't think, think she was the that one. Hold on, hold on. I don't think she was the most interesting in that game, though. Well, who else voted? If anyone voted, if it wasn't me, I think it was me. Uh huh. But I'm okay yes, with that being cut. Okay, Zach, you're the advocate for Oxenfree, and you're really letting it down, man. But <laughs> I see the list, and it's just not going to win. Sure. It's the story of Oxenfree this year. Like, it's a really, really <laughs> good game in a year of amazing games. Okay, so Marcus. we've got we've. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marcus. Watchdogs too. Who did Marcus? Was that a travesty? 
Yeah. No, I voted oh, for Marcus. No. I like oh. Marcus's oh. character, but he, he doesn't stack up to the other folks in, that made the nomination. Is there anyone He's else a much here better who, watchdogs who is, like, is there anyone else here astounded by the uh, love that BT is getting? Or, or is there a anyone little, else who's like has bit. top? I, I, nope. I voted for him. <laughs> I voted for him. Goddamn. I, I think I really hold on. Ray Fadler, get rid of Ray Fadler. I no, think. I'm well. Okay, sure, Whoa. but like I'm gonna give Rafe his due because Rafe is like in a series that has like a bunch of one note villains. Rafe Adler is like the perfect villain to send off Uncharted with because he's this, this person who has like gone crazy because watching Nathan Drake like you know amass this legacy. Um, By being a crazy, cold-blooded killer who just kills people sociopathically without any repercussions. I'm sorry. Like, I would go That's crazy, definitely too. definitely something we haven't seen in video games before. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> okay, no, so... He, so. He, he has such a history with those characters, though. Like, we had never been introduced to this guy before, but I totally believe that this guy's entire backstory and his connections with Sam and, and, and Nate... Just That's from true. this one game that they gave it, us, and I, I would I would take Rafe over Nate because I, of that uh, single. Note I would Nate. fully uh, disagree with that. I Rafe stands out as an uncharted character amongst many one note uncharted characters, whereas these characters stand up way above him, in my opinion. If uh, if we are taking this to a top three, first off, I think mm-hmm. BT and Trico are locks for the top yeah. three. Okay. That's my opinion. Like Concur. outside looking in, I'm I will let Rafe yeah. go. Go ahead and highlight. Yeah, Rafe. I mean that's so, the thing that I think Rafe deserves like his moment because the weird way he was suddenly being cast aside was weird to me. But I think he needed his moment, and I can let him go. Yeah. Okay. I, so, Joe, it sounds like you're gonna hate me for this, but can Nathan Drake go? No, he cannot. I well, okay. it's not just me. Look, I also voted for Delilah. I happen to love. Delilah. She, I think she was the most... Trico might be the, one of the most believable um, characters just by the, the he is a marvel. Well, he or she, it is a marvel to behold as within a world of video games, uh, how believable it is as a creature. Uh, Delilah on a believable level of humanity. Like Delilah is a believable human. Uh, interacting with her is totally believable. It never came off to me My... as awkward and like fake. So that's Firewatch hard. doesn't work without Delilah. It just does yeah. not work if Agreed. Delilah is not a good character. Agreed. I gotta be... Go ahead. I'm just gonna make this... I think this will make it easier to get to top three. I think Trico does not... is not, like, a top character of this year if he's not also, consi- like, seen through... I'm trying to figure out a word when I'm saying. Like, he is not who he is without the boy, so I don't think that he stands as tall as a, like, as a specific character... In this category, and I think Trico gets Oof. broken a little bit by how hard it is to control him. That is, uh, uh, it's very immersion breaking. Is so his obvious. No, like, that's AI-ness. the thing. Like the the camera's immersion breaking. I would disagree though. That, that too. The fact that that Trico is on unruly, it's a fucking cat bird dog thing, like monster. Like of course you're not gonna have complete control over him. Like I never. It's just straight out of the never ending story, dude. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, while that's endearing, I think it I'm also glad that Ron like, remembers that frustrating yeah i'm old <laughs> so so i thought we were really i thought everyone was all in on trico but now it's yeah like, me too yeah given yeah. the choice between the four on here that trico might not be so indefensible which yeah. is I, or, sorry defensible. my bad since nathan drake only got one vote apparently well i'll then fine i switch my vote from trico to nathan drake 
Done. Damn. Okay, Trico's Damn. gone. Oh, okay, me. I like this top three. Yeah. yeah so even we're still going to stick with the top three, even though BT got five votes. It's an overwhelming number. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean look, like I, I am in no way an advocate for BT, but if he is that strong to you guys, then I mean, sure, <laughs> if it's that clear. I, all right, I, then look, I, I look. They'll all be acknowledged. You know, I, I have no love for BT whatsoever. Uh, Nathan and Delilah are my, uh, my boys to, for lack of a better word, but like the, it, this, this speaks a lot that there's so much love for BT. So I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give it to him as like a win. Uh, just to put him on the top there. If I mean, it's, if he worth can I just get like some sort of like actual, like somebody advocating for him, and just every, instead of everybody saying BT? Yeah, yeah, I'll go to bat for BT. Okay, thank you. Um, the so you are right in the fact that like the the talkative robot with quips has been done before. Like we've seen it mm. in Portal and in other games like that. Mm. Uh, the thing about BT is that he exists not only in a genre that is typically terrible at creating any memorable characters, but uh, he does it so well with those little clips. Like when you play through the game, it really feels like you're developing like a bond with bt both as like a, an extension of your armory and as another character that you are like learning to get along with that you are trying to understand like he walks that like to make a compelling robot character i think you need to walk the fine line of does this have like sentience versus is this just a beep boop robot and bt does that really really well and the fact that he factors into the gameplay so well that he is as much a part of you that you are often fighting side by side against the world makes him that much more compelling. Like, he's not just a character in cutscenes. He's not just a character in dialogue. He is a character that is with you from the start of that campaign to the end of that campaign. Yeah. I mean, for me, Titanfall 2's single-player campaign was middling. Um, I thought the player character had the personality of a wet noodle, um <laughs> bt was like the only bright spot in that campaign when bad things happened to bt i cared i wanted to save him i felt something with that so it's coming I, from a vampire yes <laughs> um so i yeah i i'm totally okay with him with him winning this category um they're you know all three of these guys are strong and as long as they all get recognized then i'm cool with it so i think I think BT's the winner then. Sounds good. All right, uh, yep. that's fine by me. Okay. I think we recognize Nathan Drake's like evolution, which is something that Ken spoke to a lot. I think we recognize that with the narrative category, yeah, sure. whereas sure. like as a just sure. character alone, BT excels. Okay, so we are going to proceed to the next category, which is best male voice actor, and within that, we've got Troy Baker playing as Sam Drake in Uncharted Four. Nolan North as Nathan Drake in Uncharted 4. Victor uh, Noslo, I think I said that right. Noslo, Noslo as Frank West in Dead Rising 4. Alex Hernandez as Lincoln Clay in Mafia 3. Uh, I'm not sure how to say this. Jan or Yan. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Fries, Fries is whatever. We'll as, okay, sure. Fricks as Regis in uh, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Chris Parson as Junkrat in Overwatch. Warren Cole as Rafe Adler in Uncharted 4. Martin Hatch as Lance Reddick in Quantum Break. Ruffin Prentice as Marcus, uh, excuse me, Marcus Holloway in Watch Dogs 2. Rich Summer as Henry in Firewatch. And Vincent 
D'Onofrio as D'Onofrio. Duke Luca D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. Okay, as Duke Luca Abella or Abel? I don't know. I didn't play Dishonored two. Abel. Um, Abel. Yeah. Okay. I've and within I've that, so of those nominations, oh. it's no, worth noting that Nolan North got uh, right. six. I was yeah, just going to get to that. I think oh, Nolan sorry. North is a lock. This is um, another one that's, yeah, that I don't know like, that there's a lot of debate I, here. Yeah, really. Right. Like, I think he's just straight a lock for winner. Yeah. Nolan North voices everything, and he just did a damn good job in this one, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think okay. I fell him a little short in Uncharted 4. God damn it, Kenneth. God damn it. We finally throw you a bone, man, and you fucking snarf stub your nose at it. I mean, like, right. no, I'm so, saying, like, I agree, but I just think it's... No, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm just busted your balls, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so next category is female voice actor. And within that category, we've got Emily Rose as Alina Fisher in Uncharted 4, which got a whopping eight votes, which basically makes that a lock. Mm. Um, oh. Mayana Burring as Anna Henrietta in The Witcher 3, Blood and Wine. Aaron Yvette as Vicky Vale in Batman, a Telltale series. Carolina Ravasa as Sombra in Overwatch. Kara Theobald as Tracer in Overwatch. Aaron Yvette as Alex in Oxenfree. Is that Kissy or Sissy? Sissy. Sissy Jones. Okay. Sissy Jones as Delilah in Firewatch. Rosario Dawson as Megan Foster in Dishonored 2. And Laura Bailey as Catwoman in Batman, a Telltale series. I think Emily Rose is just, that's it. She's the winner. Yeah, so there's no, Emily... there's no arguing. There's no arguing against eight votes. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, but I think I just, I would have to say, you know, I, I would forgive myself that, you know, again, bringing up Delilah and Firewatch, Eric said it best. You know, there is no Delilah. There is no Firewatch without Delilah. It is like the breath. It is the life of Firewatch and what makes it so believable and so genuine. And Sissy mm-hmm. Jones is obviously behind that besides the writers. And it's just, and she, she is again, so believable. So such a down to earth character and portrays her so well. So I, mm-hmm. I would give her the award 10 times before Emily Rose, though. I love Elena Fisher in uncharted uh, sometimes more than I love. Uh, like I, I often love like Sully and uh, Elena Fisher more than Nathan. Uh, but you know, so I acknowledge that obviously, but Sissy Jones is my girl, and that was, she did a great job. Okay. Anybody else have anything to any any last parting words for? No, no. I didn't Take know that Rosario no. Dawson was in Dishonor too, and now I feel like I need to replay yeah. that game. And Vincent no, Offerio too. Didn't know that, that either. Cast of Daredevil. I yeah. did not know any <laughs> of that. Okay. Uh, so we're moving on to best moment of game of the year. Ooh. And right. within that, we've got uh, Inside, or the specifically the climax of Inside, the epilogue of Uncharted 4, the carrier pigeon sequence in Battlefield <laughs> 1, racing a dirigible in a golf cart in Forza Horizon 3. Travesty. That's yeah, a travesty, but that's a really good travesty. <laughs> it is a good travesty. <laughs> okay. Um, Effect and cause, which seems reversed to me in Titanfall yes. 2. Is that a dead it's, it's, it's a mission. Can we just yep. talk real quick how crazy that there are two games with the same concept of a mission within the same year? Like, has anyone else played Dishonored 2 and has no, yeah. knows what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How, how is that Titanfall possible? Titanfall 2 did that. Just yeah. Saying. Yeah. It's incredible. I, in Titanfall 2, it was like a highlight, but in Dishonored 2, it was kind of a pain. 
Oh yeah. no, I disagree. I would disagree because I you like couldn't both drag bodies back through time, which was dumb. You should have been able to do that, and that would have been a way better sequence. Oh, okay, okay, sure. I mean, okay. So sorry, moving on, sorry, we've got the sorry, ending like of Oxen Free, and this anecdotally, even though I haven't played the game, is maybe my favorite. But uh, talking to yourself in Oxen Free. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, the Asmodeus boss fight in Pony Island, a normal life from Uncharted Four. Is that the <laughs> epilogue? Is that no? no is know. that a different right. thing? Okay, okay, so yeah. spoilers yeah. for we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, <laughs> this might be my second favorite. The voice actor strike. <laughs> Why is that on there? Yeah, that's got an asterisk there. I'm I know, sure I know, but I, I love that being on there. I just thought I'd read it. Um, solving your first environmental puzzle in The Witness, Joseph. Nerds, nerds. Uninstalling yes. the game, Pony Island. That wow, was that's, good. That's and uh, BT Sacrifice, Titanfall 2. The Pony Island thing actually like has something to do with the game itself, which is... Oh, so it's not a secret. part of the game, yeah. Yeah, I, so, I remember... I recently played that. Uh, Zach had... Uh, suggested strongly that i play the game uh it was very late in the year and then uh the nominations came in and he had littered his nominations with pony Island. So like i gotta play this game and that was the biggest part like so for i guess we're kind of in spoilers but uh pony Island, we can kind of uh we can kind of sort of pass by spoilers uh even though this is part of it just at the very end when you have that character who's like wait you know but in order to truly free me you have to install uninstall the game please uninstall the game free me and then the game boots you out like it kicks you out of the game and you're back at your steam login and you're like fuck and i immediately uninstall my game i'm like i have to save it I I totally the game, games that do that are really really good i'm just gonna like yeah. blanket that games that yeah. do that sort of thing are really really good yeah man yeah um so let's start the calling with the travesty um, I think that 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 can go as awesome as that is. Racing a dirigible in a golf cart sounds was, great. But I was sure. gonna say, if we were gonna give Travis one travesty, that would be the one. But uh, and it okay. is good. It is. Good. I want to. I want to make a okay. I want to make uh, a suggestion, and we don't. This doesn't have to have any bearing on the conversation right now. We can still pick a top one or top three, or what have you. But this is just a great. Um, this is a great article in and of itself that was like a collaborative effort or whatever. Out of all yeah. the categories, there are plenty of them. But this one, like all of these are worth talking about. So I feel like we can pick a winner or whatever, but we could even, if anyone's But you could devote it, a whole podcast to this one. Yes. Exactly. A whole podcast. Session. There could be like any, we could have people dedicate time to write like a, you know, a small blurb on each of these moments. Like this is just chock full of awesome shit, you know? So I... Like it's it's hard to we'll come down to top three or one or what have you, but you know it's definitely worth coming back to and considering doing well, something like that. In the interest of furthering the culling, I'm just going to take my nomination out of it, and that's the Battlefield One carrier pigeon sequence. I mean, another one like the dirigible, it, it's awesome, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we can also take voice actor strike out. So let me uh, put, <laughs> let me say that I'll tell you why I put that on there. So. It's a big moment for this industry because it may give voice actors an opportunity to get fair wages and fair working conditions. And I think that's super important to this industry. And it could impact everything else that's on this list. So uh, while I agree it needs to go, 
I think it's also really super important mm-hmm. that we that we highlight just uh, how important that is to the industry. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think voice the... actor strike then wins another category that's not in this list, and that is like moments in the game industry or game culture, which is like you know once you put that in, like, and I'm not saying this as a criticism, I'm saying like that's something worth considering. You know, 2017 games of the year, like that's a yeah. whole thing that you can get yeah. into. You know, there oh, was a lot sure. of stuff that happened this year. And but even so, I, I agree that would that would top the list if uh, if we'd had it its own category, you know. Yep, That's for sure. Mentioning for sure, yeah. Uh, in the interest of time as well, I think we should try to to cull it down to one nomination from each game. Like, yep. what is the standout moment? Because some of these games have oh, multiple. Okay. Nom- Uncharted, Titanfall, Oxenfree, Pony Island all have multiple moments on here, point. and I me, think we can pull this. these down. Do either of the oxen free moments stand? I think I say talking to yourself is better than the ending. Yeah, yeah. I but agree. that also like ties into the ending in a weird way. But I think like that specific like that moment specific, from yeah, the ending yeah, was incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I think for Titanfall two, effect and cause is the better moment, even though we yeah, all I love agree. BT. I agree. Uh, <laughs> and I Uncharted four can. Can one of y'all speak to which one of those you would rather have? I don't. I would. I would I say normal life. I think like even though the epilogue, uh, uh, the, a normal life is it starts with the attic, right? That's that's the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and it ends with there's, just the whole scene with Elena. That's that's the scene we're talking about. Right. Yeah. In all honesty, they're they're kind of like mirror images of each other because they both. Like, one I, of them ends with Crash, the other one starts with Crash, and then they both... Sure. One of them begins with, like, somebody rifling through somebody's past memories, and then the other one ends with that. I agree. I think the moment with Drake, like, it, just the one thing that um, distinguishes itself in a normal life, for me, and that's my moment, for sure, was the him in the attic, like, pretending to be in a gunfight, and you're shooting the little... A uh, ball launcher, like just that, along among all the other things that are similar with the, um, with the epilogue. I think that really uh, stood out to me if, out of everything in the game. Actually, uh, those so, wait, Joe, game. you're going for a normal life, but uh, but other people are going for the epilogue. Am I right? Let's, Let's so come back to Uncharted for the same reason. I say the epilogue because he's taking all the stuff that you just described and he's passing it on. So for the same for the same reason, I'm voting for the epilogue. Okay. I would uh, I would agree to disagree, but I think yeah, you guys let's let's just put it to like uh, some kind of vote, I guess. Just like who's who's here up for the epilogue, I guess. Put me in for one. Uh, can we come back to this? Conflicted. Can we come back to this? Well, I think about oh it. man. <laughs> okay. Right, as long as we like, make, I think we need to make this this cut at some time because I think oh, yeah, either way, sure. both uncharted moments don't make top three here. Well, sure, but like, let's let me let me think about this for a little bit. Okay. Sure, sure. We'll come um, back to uncharted at the end. Yeah. The okay. last one, Pony Island. I think un- right. uninstalling the game was the bigger moment out of the two. As much as I love Asmodeus, um, uh, yeah. I, I'd go uninstalling the game. I, I'd I'd go with that as well. I really like the Asmode his uh, boss fight just because of the way that it you know constantly tried to distract you mm-hmm. in a, a very unique way like the game is mostly fourth wall breaks but i think this is kind of the culmination of that but yeah I, the way it, it pops the steam like message sound to make you like check your friends gosh, list and stuff awesome. like that like yeah it does really cool stuff there so asmodeus is gone yes okay um 
Can okay, someone? Well, I have not played the witness. Can someone explain to me why solving your first environment okay. is but better than uh, solving all the okay. and any other environment? To play? You just no, stirred up got, a freaking hornet's nest there, Josh. Because we have to we have to delineate this here for those who have not played the witness. The witness. What have you been doing starts, with your life? Yes. All first of all, what have you been doing? enjoying Second life all, instead? Um, the witness is a game about epiphany. It is seeing the world in a different light after coming to realize it is something different. So you spend the whole game doing these line puzzles, learning the language, figuring out how that works. And as you walk around this island and solve all the puzzles, you begin to see that there is a geometry to the island. That there there are not just shapes on the panels, but in the world. And then the moment clicks where you realize that you can enter the sort of like puzzle-solving mode with the cursor and everything outside of the panels and the second you click on the circle and line like in the world and drag it across and it actually like creates a puzzle and unlocks something within the world it's incredible you have this moment where you realize that you have been walking between all these places and these shapes have been just passing by you and you did not see them until this very second and suddenly the entire game changes yeah, and, and there's no the f- there's no indication to it, you know, like the game respects your intelligence. And whenever games do that, when you figure that out, you have that moment like you're, oh, I'm a fucking genius. I figured this out. Yeah. But it's there for you to discover. And like, yes, like it's 100% what Eric said. And it's it's incredible. And the way they're, li- they're laid out in the world, it's all about perspective. Like you have to be looking at something from a certain angle in a certain position. So it's so... It seems so subtle. It's probably right there in your face. But like when you discover your first one, it could be anywhere in the game uh, because there's so many all over the place. And you see it. And when you first see it, you're just like, wait, no, certainly not. And then you keep moving around and messing. And then when you click that first starting point where you uh, hypothesize that a puzzle has been laid, it like clicks and this awesome uh, godly sound just clicks on it. It's like, oh, and oh, my God. It's like such a good moment. It's a and real it is, video game moment. That's like it's not narrative. It's not presentation. It's not. It's it's not a twist. It's just a fuck yeah moment. It's really cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's me. Okay, so sounds like the witness is going to stay for the moment. Can we eliminate <laughs> one of the two Uncharted fours? All right, Ken. Let's 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 make our stand here because I'm with you on a normal life. I. The more I think about it, though, I think. Normal life is it is a moment that, as great as it is as it is, because like if if I were, if I were to make my own top three, it would be my number two. Um, it is something that is isolated to Uncharted Four in terms of like the weight that it carries, because it shows that Nate has sort of like he's in this burnout point in his life where he is kind of just like trudging along in this as it is a normal life, you know, kind of yearning for who he used to be. Where the epilogue is this point where. He has found a way to not only like be this have this you know quote unquote normal life with Elena and their their daughter Cassie who was revealed in the epilogue, but it's also like that moment speaks volumes just towards like the series as a whole. It is this send off. It is this tribute towards this you know this decade of history. Um, well, like again, I think a normal life. It says a lot about Nate in that moment where the epilogue speaks towards Nathan Drake, as he's been for the past decade. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing, the defense I'll make for a normal life is that 
I think as a just a pure moment, like if that's what this category is, like I remember that chapter more than anything I remember in the game. Like the the Uncharted series for me has always been built around these big blockbuster moments that you remember, like that just stick out in your head. The the train sequence in in Uncharted Two, the the cruise ship capsizing in Uncharted Three, a normal life is what stuck out to me. And the coolest part about that, it was the polar opposite of what those other moments were that defined the Uncharted series up to this point. Those moments were huge, bombastic explosions. I mean, Drake was doing things that no human in his right mind should be able to do. And then this one, he was just sitting on a couch talking to Elena. And it was so enwrapped. It was so encapsulating. Like you just, you, you felt like you were there. Um, and I think the part that it, it could exist on its own, whereas the epilogue needed the rest of the series to have that impact is a strength for a normal life. Um, but there we have to narrow this down. I love them both. If we want to have the epilogue be in the top three, I'm cool. So if we got to cut right, one so of the two. Uh, so, let's, so we're getting rid of normal life. Gavel. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Okay. So normal life I'm, is gone. Let's bust the hatchet out. Okay, let's get yeah. real here. Let's break some feelings. Uh, Oxen free. <laughs> I love you. The moment where you talk to yourself, where you realize that at the beginning of the game, when you were getting advice from a reflection and you were asking it questions, and you realize at the end of the game that it's mirroring back responses that you have given, and you have the option to do the same or try and tell yourself something different, is freaking incredible, and I love it. It does not make top three here. Okay. Also, like I'm gonna get a lock. Okay. Deal with y'all, and somebody needs to defend inside because I don't think it's a top three. Oh, insane! Uh, you reviewed this game. Me neither. I oh, reviewed this game, and I don't think among this list of specific moments, inside makes the top three. I'll I'll only say before the gavel is dropped that like inside, uh, it, the one thing I can say about inside, and it sounds a little cliche, but awe inspiring is the word that comes to me. Like it, I. I was hammered with awe every time I looked at this game, and its climax was the absolute ultimate um, cap of that. And it is—it it was something that struck me fucking dumb. Uh, and yeah, nothing else this definitely. game. This nothing else this year besides maybe the witness and like making me that epiphany moment did that to me. So I would say I would say nay. But, um, I mean, it's up to all of you guys, for sure. It's up to the majority, and we got to come to a decision, for sure. So you're going to say no on the climax of Inside, Joe? I, I mean, no, I'm going to say uh, I would defend it uh, to the grave, for sure. Okay, that and so we have someone who defended. will defend it. Okay. Yeah. Can Pony we Island. drop the Who's witness? Or, yeah, right. Can we drop Pony Island or the witness? Uh, I liked your argument for the witness. You kind of sold me on that. The fact that, okay. Eric, you said that the first time changes the rest of the game, that's kind yeah. of a big thing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a moment about epiphany, and it's incredible when it happens. Yeah, cool. yeah I agree. Okay, uh, so Pony Island goes in favor of the witness. I would keep Pony Island. Personally. <laughs> I think you're standing <laughs> yeah, alone I, on that, Zach. Can we you know, do a top three? Yeah. Can we do a top three? This is like well, yeah, so this is whole category. Right it's hard now. to pick a year. Yeah. The moment. I'm, yeah. I'm aiming for top three right now, and it sounds like right now Zach is the only one who wants to go to bat for Pony Island. You, you know, sell I, us. 
I've gone to bat for Pony Island the entire time. I'm not going to for install uninstalling the game because that just didn't get me. I don't think. Oh, okay. That's, Zach, that's interesting. All right, no. If, if you guys all, you're all not agree. all, not all. Zach, Zach not okay. I love Pony Island. I really do. That's. I, I like your method of debating, Zach. That's good. It. You I guys will... all suck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, of all these moments, even effect and cause included, all of these were like moments of like, whoa, holy shit, and like sh- shock and uh, and extreme like surprise with how cool or interesting or how daring a game was. And Uncharted, while it was such an incredible moment Ooh. for a series, out on a limb, it, <laughs> it was not. It was not what these other three did for me, including Titanfall. I was not too high on Titanfall, but that moment was super awesome. So, hey, hey, and, Joe. Sometimes when you stand alone, you're a leader. Sometimes when you stand alone, you're just alone. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why Inside doesn't make this list. Yes, please. Up to it, that Eric. point, Inside is a beautifully catered experience it is designed to the second there are moments in that game that just happen so beautifully that like any designer watching this is going why can't i make my games do exactly this every time somebody plays it and it is incredible that inside does that it shits on that at the climax because it's suddenly like the the initial wow factor is amazing the fact that you absorb yourself into this amorphous Akira blob and start rolling around and destroying this dystopian world around you is is crazy. But uh, like the second you yeah. get over that, it's like uh, a terribly controlled Katamari Damacy. Katamari, yeah. It's, and uh, it's well, so, it's not, but it's there's so that bad. One, I got there's so that one frustrated thing where, in that segment. There's that one thing awful. where you have to toss a box <laughs> and light it on fire. And it's, it's just so, like, that, why I do you have to that. fucking do this? Why this is the worst part of the game. Yeah, Legit. Yeah. But, if no, we the rest of that part was awesome, and you're you're crazy, guys. I have reason to believe Eric is on meth, and no, he's just losing no. his mind. All right, I, I, I can see these on, other on three go. like they they fit well within the confines of the game. Uncharted still feels like a great Uncharted sequence. Titanfall Two affecting cause is where that game feels better than anything that came before. After it, I was like, why didn't we have a whole game that is just yeah, yeah, why, cause? yeah, exactly. The Witness is like it changes how you play the game but inside like that little wow moment just ruins the rest of that game for me until the credits start rolling yep i would um i would i would even drop uh titanfall before uh inside and keep uncharted but um i've i I've think said you're my the only one though joe totally, yeah, yeah yeah i'm alone here and i'm to- totally happy with the list and if it's a top three and it's got Uncharted, The Witness, and, uh, and Titanfall, that's a great list. I'm, I think I'm I just axed the inside, and we're going to go with Uncharted 4, Titanfall 2, and The Witness for the top three. All right. Do we want to pick we... a winner, or do we want to let this one... No, nah, we're going with the top three. There's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to have to ruminate on this. Right. There's a, little bit, there's a little bit too much passion in this category here, I think, to, to get a, a single on this one. Mm-hmm. We, is everybody... We're good? Yep, let's roll forward. Yeah, yep. yeah. as good okay. as we can't be after that category. Uh, <laughs> after so, the cut okay. of Pony Island, the best. So, <laughs> play Pony Island. Yeah, yeah, harsh. I know. I agree. So the next category is another honorable mention, and that's for the mobile platform. And within that, we've got Pokemon Go, Reigns, Bully, The Banner Saga Two, Invisible Incorporated, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, and Super Mario Run. And within that, uh, Reigns got two votes, and Pokemon Go. Three votes. 
And uh, unless anybody has anything to say about that, we're just going to go straight to the handheld category. I got an immediate Pokemon cut. Go is crap. Reigns is amazing. Let's move on. Done. <laughs> okay. So uh, within the handheld category, we've got Pokemon Sun and Moon, Fire Emblem Fates, Bravely Second, Severed, Lore Croft Go, Axiom Verge, Darkest Dungeon, Dragon Builders, Box Box Boy, Downwell on Vita, and Zero Time Dilemma. And uh, out of all of those, Pokemon Sun and Moon got the most votes at three. Now, I will say, this was uh, actually listed as another honorable mention category. Uh, it's not Shit, right now. was it? I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, we had mobile and handheld uh, tied oh, together yeah. as they'll oh, damn it, you're cycle right. through both of those. Uh, if anyone wants to debate it, it's fine, I guess. But I think Pokemon is probably the. It seems like, uh, according to you know, anyone I speak to that's played handheld, that's just the game. Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders would probably win it for me, if not Box Box Boy. But I mean, I think we uh, we don't we can either not pick a category, or if we all have a consensus, let's, let's just reached. Let's I just think Sunboon is just a good winner overall for that. Just out of respect, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's somewhere that we could recognize it, you know. Like a lot <laughs> yeah, of people, a lot of fans are saying this is like a revitalizing game, and it's it's worth yeah. noting. Yeah, it's not I'm my not particular even, yeah. pick, but I can definitely see the uh, the kind of universal allure of it. Right. Okay. I'm not even a Pokemon player, but that's what I've heard over yeah. and over and over again. So what, what what the game did was that like I used to say when someone asked me, "Hey, I want to play Pokemon. What should I play?" I would tell them Red Blue. Now I'll say Pokemon Sun Moon. Like, that's that's what this game did for me. That's notable, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I think Pokemon Sun and Moon takes handheld then. Uh, And then we're moving on to best media adaptation. So that's like comic books and shorts uh, and other sorts of things outside of a game. And within that, uh, we only have three nominations. Overwatch Shorts, Danganronpa 3, and Final Fantasy XV Kingsglaive. And I think Overwatch Shorts just takes that by a landslide with five votes. I disagree. Well, of course you would disagree, Ken. <laughs> Ken, Ken oh. give us your spiel on Danganronpa 3 before we kill your hope. I don't think there's only hope. I think, think Danganronpa 3 beats out Overwatch because... Um, I, okay, to, to, their, to all three of these things credit, I think as a person who's con- consumed a lot of external media for games, I think those are the three that you would give it to. I think King, I think Kingsglaive is ultimately, um, it ultimately falters just because it, basically the way that it's treated in Final Fantasy XV proper, in my opinion. Right. Um, but for, as for Overwatch and Dragon Armor 3, I think they both do, um, oh, Matt left, bye. Um, <laughs> I think they bo- both do similar things in that they recognize that the story that they want to tell does not fit in the mold of the game that they want to make. Um, where Overwatch is these is these isolated shorts based on certain characters. Um, Danganronpa three is a, the canonical finale of a story that's been going on for about six years. Um, where, as I understand it, these shorts and Overwatch are these sort of like they're these character pieces that elaborate on certain characters. But it, how much that actually plays out in game is sort of if, if somebody could elaborate on that for me. So yeah. I think we've we've talked about it. I'll I'll let Eric say actually because like I I've said sort of that it is. I just appreciate that it is. It could be conceived as a more shallow uh, format, you know, like ex- taking 
uh, the actual content, uh, narrative content, out of the game completely. And, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I couldn't think of the word, but like uh, putting it in all these other formats, like say wikis and comics and shorts. But I, it, it actually, I, in my own opinion, is handled actually really well. And I think it's a totally viable option for something like a game or or other types of things. But anyway, Eric, yeah. please go ahead and defend Overwatch to death. When we talk about the character of Overwatch, I mean, it comes a lot from the characters themselves, but these shorts, like, just give off, like, that feeling of character. They're, like, they're on the level of Pixar shorts, in my opinion, and better than some of the really bad Pixar shorts. Um, and and the, the big thing I come to when I look at Danganronpa 3 and Overwatch, because I literally, I had Overwatch shorts as my number one and Danganronpa 3 as my number two, the number one thing that puts Overwatch over the edge for me is that everyone can enjoy it to some degree. Like to some degree, like Danganronpa Three is very much a finale and it does its job and it does it well, but it requires investment up to that point and it is going to cater to a certain crowd that really wants to see that thing capped off and cares extremely about the Danganronpa story. Overwatch took hundreds of people thousands you know i'm trying not to be hyperbolic but like it took these people who normally would not be interested in a team-based competitive shooter and showed them hey we want to have character but we're not going to shove it down your throats we're going to give you these youtube shorts that fill out our universe if you want to come look at them look at them they're Mm -hmm. great you're going to love them you're going to love the characters now go play in the game like it just does that so much better than all like the league of legends the dota the everything else those games struggle to create character in an effective way where overwatch does it in short five minute vignettes yeah so i know i'm gonna be stepping on some toes here but with five votes two votes and two votes and only three nominees i don't see any other way to go other than just making overwatch shorts the clear winner sure i don't think think we should give it to that for that reason I, well, I would disagree. I'll, let me honestly. let me chime in here. Oh, sure, sure. I find Danganronpa to be like watching paint dry. So, uh, <laughs> Overwatch, <laughs> that, that's really productive. Well, I think it is. I think it's extremely boring, and I'm not the only one. What is that even but, like? Well, hold on. Well, that's but, totally a valid opinion. Yeah, you think it's amazing, and someone else doesn't. That's on the opinion. other hand, I'm not an Overwatch player. I've played it a little bit, but uh, I find the shorts to be entertaining, even as a non-player. And I don't think Danganronpa has that same universal appeal. I don't think that I don't think universal appeals is like something that determines quality. I no, not at all. That's a, it's okay. a separate entity. I, I think but the like Danganronpa three's quality is also lower than the Overwatch shorts. Have you watched Danganronpa three, Ron? I have. Uh, you oh, watched twenty four episodes of anime? No. No, I watched. No, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look. Everybody, everybody love everybody now. Hold on a second. Like, let me let me come to the aid of Danganronpa for one. Uh, I didn't watch Danganronpa, but I can appreciate Dangan like uh, the fact like it's a very cool choice. That's what's interesting to me about Danganronpa is that it was a video game for two games, and then the creators felt that to best convey it, uh, the finale. Uh, it would be better conveyed as a an anime, just like getting down to the actual story itself and moving past uh, the game format. And Kenneth is the biggest Danganronpa fan I've ever seen, and he, but he's also an objective, pragmatic person, as far as I can tell. So, like from 
working with him. So that speaks to me that he likes it this much, that it they went for this extreme change in format, and it still spoke to him as a true Danganronpa fan. However, like, here's the thing. A lot of us did not experience Danganronpa, so that's that's the fact of the matter. And it's not because Danganronpa's bad. It's not because uh, we all hate it. Maybe some of us don't like it, and that's perfectly viable, you know, uh, opinion to have. But the fact is, Overwatch uh, did speak to millions of people this year. And it, it the shorts could stand on their own. That doesn't have anything to do with the quality. It's just why it's such a strong piece of content. The shorts could stand on their own and people would love them. The game stands on its own clearly and people love it. And the two together are fantastic. So I, uh, uh, having never watched Danganronpa, having not played the games really, uh, I totally respect Kenneth's opinion not because like he, he knows what he's talking about there. I, I wasn't uh, selling his but, opinion short. I'm just saying for me... Sure, no, that's not, not what I mean. I didn't mean... You, no, I, I'm saying just for my own sake. I'm not saying uh, alternative to you or contrary to no, you. I, that's, I I'm picked sorry, up Danganronpa, the collection on Vita, and played a little bit of it, and I'm just like, this is not for me. Sure. And then I checked out the anime. I watched like one or two episodes, and I'm like, I, I still, this is just not for me. It's just yeah. not my... Just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So uh, Danganronpa as... three specifically. Yeah. That's what we're talking uh, there's about. like 24 episodes. Um, I'm trying to remember, it's it's like the something Academy and yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched I watched I think two episodes and I'm just like, this is just not. It just doesn't click for me. It's just not my style of anime. It's not my style of of, of gameplay story. It's not. It's just not for me. So as someone who. Uh, is unbiased on this in that I have not played any of those games and I haven't read any of the media adaptations for any of those games because I'm just not into that. I am just approaching this with a simple majority. And when you put the other two besides Overwatch together, you still don't even hit five votes. You only hit four votes. So, I, like I said, I think I'm just going to make a decision and Overwatch wins it. And I realize that uh, Ken, that that bothers you. I know you love Danganronpa three. I'm not taking away from Danganronpa three or the fact that you absolutely <laughs> adore that game. I completely respect that, but I think just in the interest in the interest of moving along and recognizing that we do have a system in place, if you get five versus two and two, you got to go with five. I don't I don't see any other way around it. Hey, it makes the top three. You know. As the other vote for Danganronpa, I, I definitely understand that. Uh, Overwatch definitely has more appeal, and while I don't like the writing of the Overwatch short so much, I do really like them visually, and I think they do a great job of conveying what makes the game so interesting. Cool. Okay. Ken, did awesome. you want to finish with anything else on it? I mean, like, I... I didn't even get to make, like, an actual, <laughs> like, point towards Danganronpa, but... And I'm and I'm gonna be honest. Like I find a lot of like the the way that the decision was just made questionable. But let's move on. What do you mean by that? Like, ex- what do you mean? Yeah. Like I, I literally didn't get to talk about the like the actual qualities of the anime of Danganronpa. Then 3. go ahead. I mean, like with the decisions that have been made, we can go on. Ken, if you All want right. to talk about it, go ahead. I opened up the floor to you, man, for I mean, for reasons. So go it's ahead. Okay. It's okay. We can go. Okay. Uh, so we're going to move on to the next category, which is best soundtrack of the year. Within that category, we've got Pokemon Sun and Moon, Street Fighter V, Homeworld Deserts of Crack, uh, Mechazoo, Battlefield 1, 
Doom, which got three votes. Fury with two votes. Final Fantasy XV also with two votes. Uh, Samaros 3, never actually heard of that one. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter with two votes. Thumper with two votes. Uncharted 4 and Firewatch. So let's start with, uh, well, hell, I'll start because I think I nominated three that nobody else did. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say I will drop Battlefield 1 and Homeworld, but I'm going to stick with MechaZoo. Yeah, Battlefield 1's you know, score is very much your uh, cinema movie score that is uh, compelling and like dramatic when it needs to be, and but does nothing uh, particularly um, uh, distinctive out of this list, you know. There's there's definitely some really interesting soundtracks here, so I, I see that. I agree. I'm willing to recognize that. So who who's in for something else? How about so Firewatch? Who, who, we got one vote for Firewatch. Uh, Firewatch is great, but I don't remember any song from that soundtrack. So I would like I my I was one vote for Firewatch. I don't know if was there more than one vote. Uh, it was mine. So I it is not soundtrack of the year. That'll obviously say it I is think... bespoke. And it is subtle, and um, it it is it serves its purpose, uh, and that's most important to me in a video game soundtrack to be complementary of a game. But there are other soundtracks here that do that, namely Doom. Like that's my soundtrack of the year, and that like just does its job and more. So uh, I gladly yeah, omit over fire, not gladly, but uh, it's, I gladly concede Firewatch. I'll say. Okay, so we will get rid of Firewatch. How about Uncharted 4? We've only got one vote for that. Mm. I think it had a serviceable uh, soundtrack, (laughs) but I I really don't remember anything that really jumped out at me. It wasn't my vote. Yeah, (laughs) which has been the theme for a while, yeah. God, if that's not generating enthusiasm, I don't know what is. So Final Fantasy fifteen can go to. I think Final Fantasy fifteen had like a few standout orchestral tracks, but I don't think it holds up to plus others. Plus every other, other Final Fantasy uh, track, though. I mean, you, could so get you have all the, the other soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, that's what's. That's what I think of. I guess it's not that. Does that count as the Final Fantasy fifteen? No, no. Like the, like the actual stuff is like the the written for Final, like the da 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 da. Like that. Yeah, all, yeah. Like the string songs are like the Final Fantasy fifteen soundtrack, and like it had good standout pieces, but I think as a whole, it didn't feel very cohesive to me. Like. Sure. I spent most of my time listening to other Final Fantasy soundtracks and remembering how good those were. And in comparison, 15 oh, has damn. a serviceable but oh. not great one. So in your case, they, they really bat- shot themselves in the foot. By, they shot by, themselves in the foot by letting me listen to it on the car radio. Yeah, that's what well, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. It was so cool. Just like I only played probably like five or six hours of Final Fantasy and then I heard about you know patches and stuff and I'm like, I'll wait. But uh, and maybe that's a mistake. But I mean, I loved buying those tracks that was really cool uh and i think that the main theme was the main theme of final fantasy 15 was really good too okay so we're 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 eliminating final fantasy 15 correct i heard that right yeah i think sun moon can go as well um that one just again it's good but not great does Um, anybody else want to defend that nope no (laughs) it's hard to really love like it's possible it's hard for me to really love uh 
themes and soundtracks from 3ds because i just i it never sounds that great from the 3 you play them on mute while you're watching netflix like let's yeah, be real here yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so who nominated street fighter 5 me okay so what's why what's why why'd that catch you yeah i didn't know you played street fighter Really? Oh, I played, Do you know I, Kenneth? <laughs> I did not know that at all about Kenneth. I'm not even joking. He, no, I thought you were being he gets on that grind. He's, he's oh, a, not facetious. No, for real. Didn't even know. Yeah, like he's a it's a monster. I'm trying to try to like the best way to describe it genre wise. It's like um, it's J Rock. Yeah, it's, it, it's like the music that you want to beat a dude up to in like a cheesy Japanese action flick. So it fits it. that like, really well. It's straight up hype. Wow. Man. Like, yeah, it is. It is hype. Like you listen to that stuff, and you're just like, there's like a double double pedaling drum kit in the back, and there's like this guitar just shredding. It's like if you play Dynasty Warriors, you're getting close to what we're getting at here. Like that level of unnecessary hype and action is that. So I don't think this goes yet. I don't think Street Fighter Five goes yet. Um, okay, so Ken, did you nominate any of the others that are on on soundtrack? Uh, no, I did not. I, that was Street Fighter was my my one vote. Okay. Uh, are you prepared to say goodbye to it in the face of some other things? What, what if uh, I, I mean, strike like a deal you... with you and I and I get rid of MechaZoo as well? I mean, if there's like things here that people are like really passionate about, then uh, I'm cool with dropping it. Do we have okay. any locks? Uh, I mean, I, I Doom. I think what we like. I I love. I think Doom is probably my soundtrack of the year. There are others that I. See, here's the thing. Like I, I'm conflicted because Thumper is a great. It. It is literally a service to the game. Like it, it is the whole game is music. It is just uh, everyone keeps calling it industrial percussion music, but it is the game. It's the soul of the game. Like it is the actual mechanics of the game. So it's hard for me to say no to a soundtrack. But are we looking at it as a soundtrack on its own? Are we looking at it as I don't know. I don't know what to say about. Uh, thumper but i was one of the advocates for it but i would say doom yeah is seems like a lock and it's certainly my soundtrack of the year because it's just yeah if i'm if i'm picking between the two it's definitely doom over thumper because that was the other vote for thumper thumper is the soundtrack is thumper keep thumper nope keep thumper okay somebody better (laughs) defend samaros okay yeah i agree (laughs) here we go all right imagine (laughs) okay just imagine yourself oh oh you're on a journey here we go. You're lighter oh, I than love a this feather. shit. Samuro's soundtrack is about epiphany. <laughs> you're floating. You're floating, and you're just gliding through the, over the earth. You're going over the Amazon mountains. Is this a vampire thing, Josh? Oh, oh this is, yeah, just straight up. You, you see volcanoes erupting. You just, like, and then all of a sudden this, like, percussion starts. Like, you got this beat in the background. You feel like this jungle beat. And then there's, I mean, take every instrument from all across the world. With too names many can't pronounce. No, it's way just, too many. Can't yeah, too just many. Sorry. so much stuff. Like it takes you <laughs> ten thousand to the Amazon. Too many it takes instruments. You to too much stuff. Arabia. It takes you to India. I mean, it's got everything. All I've got to right. say is so. This is like prenatal it's a small hunters. World of word, is what I'm out. Oh yeah, it's everything. I mean, if we're making a top three, I'll argue it to be in the top three. If we're making it to win this category. I won't say that because I know some people are going to fight harder for other stuff. But, but that makes me think that like there are ones in this one that I would fight. Like there are multiple games that could make top three that I would also fight to the death to win this category. And I think you in this soundtrack category, you, you can't just be 
in the game to want to make like the mild cut. You got to be like in it to win it in this here's, category. Here's what happened. Here's what happened the other day. I sat on my computer full screen and watched video, a rolling loop video of people flying over forests for an hour with the MROS 3 uh, soundtrack going in the background. That's that happened. I Josh, I know that. weed is legal right now, but we need to keep this on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you about Fury because I th- I was one of the votes for this, and I think the other one was Travesty. But let me Good tell you about Fury. If you have played Hotline Miami, you have a glimpse of what Fury is. Because if you've played Hotline Miami 2, you've heard Carpenter Brute. You've heard all these incredible electronic artists just drop in that pulsing, thumping, primal beat that you just want to... You just want to punch someone. You just want to cut them with your sword. And you want to dodge over big waves and bullet hell shit. And you just want to cut people with your sword. That said, I'll let Fury go. Okay? But oh, it, had to get, it had to get its say. It had to get it set. That's the thing. I'm hearing a lot of games like that I haven't played, like saying how well it does its service to uh, conveying that emotion. You know, art is is uh, the act of creating something with the intent of uh, invoking a certain emotion. And yes, it sounds like Fury does that same thing. Uh, you describe Fury in a similar way as I would describe Doom's soundtrack I, and Doom I in love general. Fury, like, but Doom and Thumper, I want on this top three. And I want Doom to win this, so yeah. I will give up Fury to. I think, I think Fury, in the interest of time, in the interest of expediency, I think Doom, Samarost, and Thumper are a good top three. Good okay. Do you have any, we're, we're cutting Hyperlight Drifter. Do, do we have arguments? I was a vote for a Hyperlight Drifter. I would. I, I love would Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah, Hyperlight Drifter too, but I that is another one where I can't remember a single song off the album. Oh well, look, like I can't. That's well, you know. I was about to say remembering a song isn't a thing, but I mean, I know the name of like the song that kicked me in the ass when I listened to Doom and played Doom for the first time. It's uh, at Doom's Gate, and it's just like so. There you go. But I mean, Hyperlight Drifter is a real killer game that like uses that uh aesthetic well you know audio aesthetic if that's a thing of you know 8-bit 16-bit style games like it's all synth based type stuff and um it's but it brings it to a very modern uh stage because everything's electronic and it's really really cool uh hyperlight drifter would win it in any year that isn't fucking 2016 you know to me yeah doom is like the winner uh hyperlight drifter might be my number two and Thumper, I'm conflicted because so, I I would never listen to it in Thumper uh, does any beautiful things. If you so, are a musician, Thumper does incredible things I, with time uh, signatures that just blow your freaking mind. Right, let me right let me let me I'm interrupt right for a second here. So Joe and Ron are the two for Hyperlight Drifter, right? Yep, and also in Thumper. And, okay, and so can I? You, did you guys also both like Doom? Yeah, a Doom uh, is my Doom is my winner. For sure. Okay, so can I get both of you guys to agree to get rid of Hyperlight Drifter in favor of Doom? Uh, are we picking a top three? Because yeah, like, my we're, top we three are even, here. We and, haven't gotten there and yet. And Samarost so is some of... random thing that Josh is trying to get me <laughs> I think, off the trip I think, for. I Samarost think... provides variety in a way that is refreshing. And I think even oh. though we only have one person really carrying the banner for it, I think Josh. Are we allowed to like just do? 
I'm sorry. about it. And it brings like Hyperlight Drifter. I think it does a thing that we know has been done before well. Mm. Whereas I think Samaros brings something really unique to the table, and I think that's something worth highlighting. See, I'm just that's the thing, and and this happens in shows like this, especially with nine people. I'm just giving it benefit of the doubt with Samaros. You know, I don't actually I haven't experienced it, so I can't speak to that and. Uh, I, you know, that's like I said, benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm happy to do it. Josh, uh, we could, can we like just do a top four? Of um, uh, really you not turn me into a vampire? Can we just do a top four? Is that fine? Like, I don't know. No, I don't want to break. I mean, I, I think it's three or it's one. I mean, uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, it's so awesome. Yeah, I'm like the only guy who played this thing. I'll, like, I'll tell that's you the what. thing. Like, I'll, I'll also. I'll dump it. Thumper to get Samarost on here. Ah, Doom well, and Thumper are my babies. Doom, and, to... Doom and Thumper are my babies on this list, and I would dump, I would dump one of them to get rid of it. And since Thumper is the lowest, and Doom will obviously win this because Doom is literally the soundtrack of punching a demon in the face. Um, <laughs> I th- I would be willing to get rid of the amazing, beautiful Thumper if it means we get. Sam Ron said he was down for Thumper too. I'm down for Thumper. Uh, I I really dug Thumper as a percussionist, especially the further into the game you get. It's it's weird time signatures. It's real good. Oh, for sure, for sure. I I might I might jump off like if if Samaros is something I need to experience. I might give you your trust, like trust you. Maybe you can experience it right now in the Slack channel. I I, you know I I would. It's All right, Joe, make your mind up. Uh, make like, your mind I'll, up. I would say our list is, if we're not picking Doom as winner, is Samaros, because it's, like, Josh is just pushing, and, and, I, and I'm moved by it. So Amen. Doom, Samaros, and Thumper is what I'm looking at. Uh, Ron, I love you. Please don't fire me. I, I love Hyperlight <laughs> Drifter soundtrack. But, uh, All good, man. I, yeah, I've been, I've been pushed. So Okay, so you, you can also Hyperlight. experience that in the Slack channel, just saying. Hyperlight <laughs> Drifter is, is going the way of the... Way of yep. the Drifter. Way of the Drifter, right. I Pardon think me. Doom wins this Sorry, one by a yeah. landslide. For sure, yeah. If we were picking a winner, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we... Yeah, Doom's the winner on this category. Hands down. The okay. part where you come up the elevator and cock the shotgun to the beat of the music, it might be, yes. like, one of the best parts of this year overall. Yes. So... Yeah, moment uh, of the year. That could have been one, too. Anyway, I'm <laughs> Mm. Man, Thumper does some great stuff with that, though. It really, really does. Uh, All right, so go back and play that. I'll, I'll probably cut a lot of this up, but in case I don't, uh, so I'll just say for the podcast sake, thank you guys for joining us. We'll k- pick this up uh, where we left off, and uh, next time we will get down to a game of the year, as well as many other categories. Oh, boy. Uh, so we don't have everyone here, but thank you, gentlemen, uh, for sticking it out, and thank you in advance for coming on. I'll make sure to send out all your Twitter handles, uh, and we will see you all next time.